somebody's favorite radio program. Live in the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck, get the fuck out, this is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan and Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite smoke? radio station? Live from the garage. Look at the cycle logs into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. The I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> See ya, Aiden. There's my son Aiden asking me for a dollar at exactly eight o'clock, right as the show started. He's he's a real chiseler. <laughs> Dad, do you have a dollar? Yeah. Dad, do you have a dollar? Right as uh, Dave Harrison saying, John Hulan, uh, f you. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to do a show, kid. I don't have a dollar. So busy. There's no respect. Exactly. This show is no moneymaker. <laughs> I'm rushing here. I'm running up the driveway yeah. like it's the end of a rom-com. I got to give uh, we got to give Conan Neutron a couple bucks He's uh, to run this radio show. Oh, is too. he whinging too? Well, he's, you know, things cost money. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, he says. So, welcome back to Live from the Barrage. Thank you, Tree Void, and your fantastic show. Preemptive Strike. And uh, thanks for joining us here on Radio Nope. I'm your host, John Hulan, along with my co-host, Patrick Walsh. I'm out of beer. <laughs> You're out of beer? I have. I didn't bring beer. Oh, I didn't want to stop. I thought yeah. this was going to turn into one of those really sad shows where John's like, like, I'm here by I'm myself. alone. Uh, where is everybody? Hey, son, get on the air. Well, I'll tell you where everybody is, I, and I will do the uh, roll call and account for everyone right We're, now. Okay. Right here on Radio Nope. All right. I'll do that. Uh, it's uh, Well, we got you and me are here, right? That's correct. And then we got, uh, what's the other guy, the bald guy who always is interrupting me? Uh, Snoozikov. Right. <laughs> uh, Snoozikov is sick. At home again, he's lost his voice, he's on the Robitussin or whatever, he's, he's on there, so he's from Music Office, calling in sick today. Okay. He's, he's, the guy's always sick. Why I is everyone always sick? Out. I'm never sick. I could have I stayed home, I could have stayed, well, I was out. I could have stayed out. <laughs> music Office in the chat box would just, pray for me, he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how also, everybody gets nothing. sick all the time. What's wrong with you people? Keep I, me I, out of your prayers. I, I live my life like a like a Viking on crack, and I don't get sick. Sick, crack ass Viking. Get sick. You get you just get gout. I just get gout. I get <laughs> yeah. I don't get like colds. I get debilitating organ failure and shit like that. Adult onset Sorry, arthritis. Sorry, rehearse. Yeah. Got the limp back. Oh, dude, I was fucked up that, that, that day. I know. I, don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not clowning you. No, I, mean, I know. I you can't clown you. me. Yeah, I but, am clowning yeah. you, but I'm not, like, you know. It's not malicious. That was bad. I planned on going all day. That was just horrible. Mm. Uh, Musikoff says he's sick in the chat box because I'm a bartend who dates kindergarten teachers. So there you go. He's oh. not sick. He's out mm-hmm. banging broads all night after his year. I'm, I'm a bar patron who dates kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there after the last call in, in, in uh, Hoboken picking Delish. up chicks. 
Then he calls in and says yeah, he's on Robitussin. He has a fever or something. He's got Robitussin. So he's not here. So let's go on to our next victim, uh, Tommy Rockstar, who is coming in. He's bringing our guest in at 9 o'clock. Is he bringing beer? Tommy, pick me up a six-pack of something that's not Budweiser. Right. <laughs> and I'll pay you when you get here because I know you like that. He's bringing our guest. Our guest, I'm very, very excited today. Yeah, you know what? I'm really excited. Genuinely excited. Yeah. All the other guests, fuck all the other guests. The other guests have all been whack. Let's all get out. This guy, I'm totally wound up for. You hear me, Eric Bachman from Archers of Love? You hear me, Steve Alpini? Get bent. This guy, now this is a guest. That's right. All, all of the surviving Ramones can get lost. Exactly. Screw you, Ramones. Hit the bricks. I'm putting that in the intro. <laughs> Uh, our guest today is the great Anthony Boza. Am I saying that right, or is it Boza? I think it's Boza, yeah. I would go with Boza. Boza? Yeah, All right. Boza. I, I, pronounce every, I pronounce everything incorrectly, Anthony, so I apologize if I got your name wrong. Are you doing that intentionally? You no, really, I'm that stupid. As a guy who grew up in Queens, you don't know that that should be pronounced Boza? But you, didn't, you've, you never you've know. you surrounded by Italian-Americans your entire That's life. That's right. Uh, you never know if someone like changed the pronunciation because it's too close to like you know Bozo or something. They get they like no, it's Baza. Baza. Yeah, you uh-huh. never know. What kind of horseshit is that? All right, I don't know. It's Anthony. <laughs> Bo- Bo- we were off to a bad start here, Anthony. Are we if you're really? listening, I apologize. Mm, exactly, uh, uh, Anthony. Who is... knew a two man radio show could be this contentious? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want them to turn around and go back home. Oh, exactly. Anthony yeah. is uh, was a writer for Rolling Stone. He is author of many many books. Pretty much rock, comedy, autobiographies, things of this nature. Uh, he wrote Artie Lang's book, Too Fat to Fish, or co-authored it, the autobiography. Also, Crash and Burn, the latest Artie Lang book, 2013. He wrote Slash's autobiography, Tommy Lee's autobiography, Tracy Morgan. The guy's, uh, the guy's uh, prolific. How can you, can you like, co-autobiography? I think, I don't know. I want to ask him about the uh, process, mm-hmm. whether it's he sits there, and I think he spends a lot of time with the people, and they, do they talk to him? And he, he, Does he, he shadow re- them? He records it. And also, yeah, I want to ask him how close he gets to these people. I think he was living in Tommy Lee's house while he was writing it, I think. Uh-huh. Let's do that later when he yeah, gets here. Yeah, let's do it later when he gets in. So <laughs> I'm not sure how you co-author a book, but I'll, we're, we're going to find out today. Damn straight. And Tune uh, in. we thank Anthony. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Unless, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to watch my, my phone for texts from Tommy from the road and uh, adjust my brakes accordingly. And just in time, here's the last person I want to talk about who's not here is Ryan Collison. He just walked in the door with his Red Bull and his six-pack of beer. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good. Yeah. How are you? Well, thanks, for, thanks for showing up today. Appreciate yeah, it. It's good to be here. Thank you. Getting later and later every week, by the way. Don't think I'm not noticed. I came in right uh, on time, John. You, you did. Could, you could set your fucking watch Pat on ran in the door during the intro. You're goddamn right. Oh, man. And Ryan's bad luck. He walks in, and the Nationals hit a two-run home. Look at this. What a Nationals. Mess. The Mets uh, slightly rain-delayed, but we're back, and uh, we're playing ball. So we look forward to just talking to Anthony at 9 o'clock. And that's all the members of the, the barrage, right? I wanted to ask Ryan something. Not missing anyone, right? It's a small, trollish Italian man. <gasps> He'll probably be showing up later. I had a question for Ryan. Sh- uh, shoot. So Ryan went out to the, uh, the PRF barbecue... Correct. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I was curious. Uh, do you think uh, it was like there's either there's only two ways this can go in my head? It's either going to be like, oh my god, this is incredible, or oh my god, you're in a cult. 
<laughs> what made you think of this question? <laughs> it's a very strange thing I'm to just, ask. It was just—it was like the first like outsider perspective of the entire thing I could get like over the last you know half a decade. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a little of both. It's uh, it's like uh, you know, it's for people like me that like to hang out at bars. Uh, they do it all weekend long, you know, and make a festival of it. I like that festival. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was great. Did you enjoy? You enjoyed yourself, of course. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, uh-huh. this may have been covered last week. I wasn't here last week. It was, but I don't know what talking about. It. <laughs> we, we talk about the same shit every week anyway, so who cares? We don't. What are you talking about? You're not even on the show. You're walking at eight, eight ten. Mm-hmm. You say nothing for two hours. Oh snap! Yeah, some people work on Fridays. It turns uh, out. Yeah. Oh, really? Like yeah. me when I got up at five o'clock this morning mm-hmm. and went to work, and you got home at three. I got home at four. I slept for an hour and a half. Oh, and I woke you, up in a panic. Feel, yeah, I feel good. You feel I feel good? better. I went feel to the liquor refreshed? store. I got our guest uh, a bottle. I know. B- so you bottle. seem a little spicy tonight. I'm spicy. I'm spicy. I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, of course, terrible things are all on the forefront of our minds. We're going to put that aside for tonight. Yeah, and, you uh, know what? Let's let's bring people together with some happiness and I was, fun. I was talking to somebody about this some earlier. Big and fun. I said, you know what? We're putting on a comedy show. Let's continue to put on a comedy show. Yeah, I feel bad. For, I felt bad for going to the Mets game. I, I, but you know, you can't just sit around feeling bad all the time. I Sometimes went to you need a break. Last night, so did you? Yes. Oh, that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving yeah, on. So let's bring down the show. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, I will say one thing. Uh, <laughs> Always seems to happen on the day of the show. I really surprised myself. Uh, that I'm all for uh, bomb robot. <laughs> it always seems to happen on the day of the show. Maybe if we cut the show, bad things will stop happening. Yeah, right. right. Let's just pack the whole thing in. And the Mets would be winning right now. I am 100% in favor of bomb robot. Fuck that guy. Bombot. Drive that bombot straight into that guy's face. Oh, and the robot's coming up to him like, huh. hello, I want to be your friend. This is how I picture it. And then boom. <laughs> Fuck off. You better come out, or we're gonna send Bombad in there. <laughs> we're sending in a Last friendly, chance. friendly robot, sir. Bombad uh, posts on the forum. Bombat, Boombat. <laughs> oh, that's Boombat. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, hello, Mister Robot. Uh, you here to negotiate? Yes, I am. <laughs> dead. Fuck you, dude. You're dead. I'm not for the militarization of our police forces, but but I, I'm kind of. <laughs> that's kind of badass. They sent a bomb, a robot with a bomb, and blew that guy to hell. That's crazy. It's nuts. I was surprised myself that I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. How about the Mets? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's I move on. Music off sick? That's in my notes. I was going to do an hour on that. Oh, no. <laughs> you thought we were going to fill the full hour with yeah. Snoozikoff? Yeah. Let's make fun of Brian Musikoff and his sickness. It's in St. Patrick's Day already. Call in 718-577-2716. Six. Right. Uh, 718-577-2716 is the number to call if you're feeling spicy. And, Delicious. Uh, we're happy to be Did back. Did you see that there's a, uh, there's a changed.org petition to change the name of Fire Ants to Spicy Boys? Spicy Boys. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I would totally do that. Yeah, it's got, it's got over 30,000 signatures. <laughs> <laughs> Who's boys. in charge of changing the name? <laughs> like scientists? <laughs> I don't know. Entomologists? I don't know. Who, who would you get in touch with? Right. Sorry, I had to log into the Skype. I forgot to do that. Mm. <laughs> the ant, there's like the ant council. Council. Spicy boys. Mm-hmm. It's 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 much better. Like, oh, man, I, st- I stepped in a fucking hill full of spicy boys yesterday. <laughs> my, my leg is all inflamed. 
<laughs> I just like to say it like rubber band. That's spicy by. Spicy by. <laughs> sure, there was a whole rake of them spicy bonds. Sure, there was. We welcome everyone in the chat box. Of course, music off. Bob Chipman, uh, uh, BRW, who is uh, off the Facebooks, I think. Is he out altogether? I think so. Uh, we got a lot of people in there. Thank uh -huh. you. Who knows? Good start. <laughs> Spicy boys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing I've seen all week. That's a little gender uh, insulting to the female ants, maybe. <laughs> you think? Sp no. Spicy lads. <laughs> spicy lads. <laughs> I stepped in a hill with them spicy lads. <laughs> man, oh man, do I hate them spicy lads. <laughs> Next week we have a big guest coming in. <laughs> John's totally out of notes. As well, I am out of notes. I did all, all my notes are on the guest. I, Ryan's out. sick. Oh shit! Ryan's here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan's here. Fuck. Damn it. Uh, next week we have uh, our guest. Uh, will be interviewing. We will be interviewing AP Mike of the Best Show. Nice. We're very excited about that. Michael Lisk, calling in. Yes. Uh, I went to the Mets game last night, Ryan, with my brother, and maybe the best game I've seen all season. It that was, was crazy. Great. Um, our own spicy boy, Bartolo Colon, starting the game. and did not have all the good stuff, but uh, needless to say, it was back and forth the whole time. And he made the... I hate to make the most all -star obvious joke of He made the all-star team. I mean, he's an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. He is. Yeah. So he, as Dan Darrow would say, he's a flexible barrel ass. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's very spry. <laughs> it's like three <laughs> athletes rolled into one. <laughs> I, like a couple weeks ago, he just told the pitcher, uh, just throw me strikes, I'm not swinging today. <laughs> Over it. Yeah, exactly. I got to get out of here. I got I got someplace to be. He, he took a couple of big cuts, man. He just missed. It's my daughter's christening. I got to. I got to get out of here. Well, this is the fun thing about the National League, and some people will disagree with National. me that that um, you know, you have a wild card like Cologne in there, who's a pitcher who can hit. He's hitting a hundred, which is like you know, isn't zero. It's couldn't, not. Couldn't like one of the three of us hit a hundred? No. No, you don't think no so? You, you wouldn't even touch an 85-mile-an-hour fastball, much less 100. Oh, this sounds like a... If uh, I touch it. contact, my hands would be stinging for a right. day and a half. Yeah. You would be lucky to foul off like a 75-mile-an-hour right. changeup. Sounds like if we got ourselves lucky. an old-school live from the barrage. Now... Big section. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to the batting cages and see who I will can hit totally, the fastest pit? Totally go to the batting cages. <laughs> Sometimes I can hit in the batting cages. Some days I just completely, I'm totally off. I'll drill that shit. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the only person in the league that's older than me. Right. And he hit his first home run this year. Is that right? It was. I, yeah, his first I home run was, was this season. First. That's right. That's awesome. And the next game, Syndergaard hit two home runs. Where, so, where can we go locally that has, like, because, like, the batting cages are, like, stepped, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, Different speeds. And yeah, so there's, like, you know, like, oh, amateur, can, middle, like, pro. Like, to, can we go to, like, pro batting cage? Yeah, we go to Frozen Ropes. <laughs> Is that the name <laughs> Is of that the place? Is that a real thing? I'll yeah. tell you where we it's have to New go. It's Park, I New think. Eyed Park. There's one in, uh... Oh, yeah, that's right, by the, uh... I think uh, that's where it is. Yeah, by the, uh, McMansion. There's yeah. one on Rockaway Turnpike, too, near, like, a, on your way to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. But the one we need to go to, and now I just thought of it, we have to go to this one, the one in Middle Village. You know why? They have a bar? Because it's Ross the Boss from Manitoba, from uh, the Dictators. It's his batting cage place in Middle Village. Okay. Across Middle. the street from where I bought my furniture. Uh, does, is there a bar? I don't think so, but uh, it's supposed to be really dumb. And I would like to go to that. If, I, if we want to go to a batting cage, we got to go to the choochiest one in the possible. And the, none is choochier than Ross the Boss's batting cage in Middle Village. Middle Village works out for me very, very Yeah, it's great like, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will go there. We'll have the Baraja uh, batting contest, and we will see who the real man is. Yeah, exactly. 
Like Me. mine that shit or something. <laughs> Can I play too? That's right. That Brian Music Off's right. There was a batting cage on Bell Boulevard just a mile away. I think my friend who I went to high school, well, not my friend, this guy I went to high school with, uh, who used to be on the Yankees, opened that up. <laughs> Bayside historian Brian Musikoff yeah. in the chat box. <laughs> he's, a, he's the head of the Bayside Historical Society. You didn't know that? <laughs> These guys are high-fiving each other over here. <laughs> Point of order, Mr. Musikoff. Point of order. Did you know John Barrymore lived on Bell Boulevard? Yes, he, yes, we did. You keep Same. bringing that up every meeting. <laughs> Famous actor John Barrymore. Can we stop repeating the minutes? Even he's getting into the act. <laughs> I've been eating cream on Bell Boulevard, John. How's that White Castle burger? Mm -mm. Don't forget Delicious. to stop by the automat for some blueberry pie. <laughs> Look who's legging it to VI Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Try that corn of Sicilian, John. Delish. Yum, yum. <laughs> We're going to go to Bourbon Street, which is ironically located on Belle Boulevard. Right. <laughs> what are you going to name your bar? Uh, a, a street that it's not on? <laughs> We're going to name it Bourbon Street, or as I like to call it, the bar where you meet Big Tinder dub. dates. For those in the audience. Because <laughs> nobody actually goes there. Uh, who don't know what Bell Boulevard in Bayside is. It's kind of like this choochy strip of all, a lot of bars and restaurants and some kind of nightlife where, like, uh, you know, your, your basic... Um, Queen's Chooches will go on a Friday or Saturday night and make a mess of the joint. It's also where Saved by the Bell was filmed. What? Bayside, right? No. Bayside High. Oh, yeah, it was Bayside High. Yeah, but it's not. Nah, it's it's like, like Canada or something. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well be. Yeah, there's plenty of I'll Baysides you, around. There's no Degrassi. Yeah. What about that band Bayside? Is that named after the, the Bayside that, here? Uh, that I think it is, yeah. Didn't those guys die in a bus accident or something? Uh, I, I die in so. a bus accident? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody fact-checked me here. I thought those guys got in some horrible bus crash. I don't really know the band from, from Adam, as they say. As they say. But, uh, bus crash! <laughs> I don't know the band from Adam. The, um, but I don't know. For some reason, I remember the, like half the band dying or something. Or maybe it was Leonard Skinner. Uh, why were you laughing about so many tragedies tonight? <laughs> Even Bayside's I'm not laughing about the tra tragedies. Uh, the band Tragedy in a bus crash. That would be nice. <laughs> They're the only ones that lived. Stupid. Here's an ironic death for Dumb. you. I'm switching to beer. Dumb the band man. Tragedy. <laughs> of Bayside, Queens. That would be ironic. Let's take a break. At <laughs> nine o'clock, we got Anthony Boza coming out. <laughs> Boza. What? I, I bet. I, all right, you want to make. Not, he's not a Muppet character. Listen, I'll put five bucks down and say oh, really? Baza just to be. Uh, I you just know. gave your son a dollar. All right, come on, five bucks. I'll say Baza, you say Boza, and we'll you see what he says when he comes in. I got my five bucks on the mixing board right now. I'm going to go okay. with... Uh, I'm going my very, very guilty, crumpled-looking five dollars. Music call fact with, check. I'm going with Baza. 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 Bootsarell? You know, he's listening right now, probably, in Tommy's car. Um, wait, it's only 820? Tommy hasn't, is nowhere near picking that guy up. <laughs> All right. I'm going to breeze in around 945. Yeah. Me and Pat got 10 bucks riding on the Baza Boza. They're broing out on the BQE right now. You never know. We'll see what he says. When he comes in at 9 o'clock, he has authored such books as Too Fat to Fish <laughs> by Artie Lang. Crash and Burn, Slash's autobiography, really Tommy Lang. Way of vamping, Joe. <laughs> Tommy Lang. I still don't know what vamping means. <laughs> and I got some good, I got some good juicy questions to ask him. I hope he's ready. I don't want to give it away on the air before he comes in. 
Well, that's all I got, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs> You're not even ready to end I'm the show. I'm going to have to heat the feet of my boots. Yesterday at the Mets game, there was this guy uh, wearing a Mattingly jersey, Ryan, a Yankees Mattingly jersey, and an Atlanta Braves cap. Oh, what a juxtaposition. What a jerk. Yes. And he's trying to find a seat, and he's like, people like, he's like, you're in my seat, bro. Some guy's like, no, I'm not. Right, <laughs> yeah, like, I've been sitting here for seven years. Right, the guy's asshole. like, I'm just going to sit right here, bro. If somebody <laughs> kicks me out, to kick me out. Go back to Macon, Georgia. Oh, God, here comes this guy. He's taking selfies the whole game, this big red-headed chooch. Uh. It was horrible. I had tickets for tonight. I sold them. I stub tubbed them so I could be here tonight. Did you? How'd yeah. that work? Oh, fine. I, yeah? Yeah. I, I don't, you know how to do that? I know how to do it. I don't uh, I don't try and make money as uh, some of our cohorts. Yeah, but you don't but, want to take know. a loss. Right. So okay, How many, times, how many times have you just let your tickets uh, die this year? Uh, I lost a total of six tickets, but I can. Oh. it's not a loss because you just go down to the – and you can do this Three too. games? No, uh, two tickets for a game and then uh, an entire four uh, four seats. Uh, How'd you end up getting four? There, uh, there, I forget why. Um, some reason I couldn't go that night. It came up last minute. I don't remember why. <laughs> what about the other three people? They can't go if you can't go? They're all my tickets. The other three people are my kids and Erica. Oh. <laughs> if I'm but, out, you're all out. Right. So the, uh, the one that uh, the two-ticket game is because um, uh, the girls decided not to go last minute. And actually, I'm sorry, that's one ticket because uh, my uh, my assistant, Nick, young Nick, uh, went. Can we speak to the philosophy? You said so, the dude showed up with a Yankees Mattingly jersey Yeah, at the game. What What is the mentality of somebody who shows up with, like, their direct opposing team? Right, that's not playing that day. Yeah, in-house. Like, it's weird. Um, you know, it's like, if dude, I went to the Mets-Yankees game, I'd wear my Mets hat, of course. But they're not playing the Mets. <clears throat> Yeah. And this guy just shows up in, like, Braves and Yankees gear. Yeah, but you see, like, dudes, like, do that at Islanders games every once oh, in a yeah. while. Just They're randomly right. show up like, a with couple. a Rangers jersey. It's like, yep. like, dude, we're not your dad. Right. I'll tell you what the thinking is, I think, is that they're like, well, I'm going to a hockey game. I better wear my hockey jersey. Well, this is the only one I have. I'm a Rangers fan. And that's, you know, is that really? Yeah, it's like, I, I, guess, I don't know about you know. that. I think they're really trying to show their pride in that they're not afraid to uh, get heckled. <laughs> afraid right. to get jumped. It's yeah. like, but you don't even know what to do with those people. That you, you, Somebody shows up to, to a, a Mets uh, Pirates game wearing, like, a, a Toronto Blue Jays hat, and people are like, we're not going to heckle you. We got nothing. I don't right. know what to I tell you. I see stuff like that mm. all the time. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, but I, I've done it. I got, I've gone to game. I went to the uh, White Sox game last week with my Mets hat. I went to the Cardinals game yeah, with my it, Mets yeah, hat. Yeah, but the Mets weren't playing. No, like, no, I mean, we weren't but playing. It's like, but if you're going to go, like, d- direct opposite, like, you're not going to show up, like, at a Cubs game with a Sox hat. Right. You know, or yeah, vice yeah, versa, yeah. you're not going to show up at an Islanders game, you know, with Rangers, yeah. you know, uh, memorabilia all over uh, you. Maybe, maybe I would. Would you really do that? <laughs> I think if I went to a Yankee game tomorrow, I'm wearing my Mets hat. I don't know what. Not to be a dick. It's just like I'm no, going to a baseball no, game. Not to be a dick. No. Why? Why? You know, there's nothing to it's rub in. All they have to do is get 27 rings, bro. It's intentionally being a dick. No, it's being, wearing a baseball cap. You're going to a game. You're such a fucking you, wanker. Uh, that's that's, that's kind of right. What, you, there is certain, certain attitude. Yeah, that's coming your a, way that, yeah, you that fucking, he's ready. Yeah. That he thinks he's it's ready. Some listen, I, aggressive provocateur horse. Now, shit. did you leave him alone the whole game, or did you have to start bothering him once you? Got no, this guy was too choochy. Enough. He looked like a loose cannon, so I didn't want to bother him. Right, right. He could have flew off the handle at brother, any moment. And your brother kept it together too. Yeah, because he's he's like you, you know, <laughs> but exponentially 
Yeah. Off the rails. Well, so, my brother doesn't drink, so we got that going. He's a it, loose right? cannon. He just tried to provoke 70,000 people at once. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he's a loose cannon. One of my favorites is when you see these people uh, going to the Mets game that uh, wear, uh, wear uh, jerseys from players that were pretty much horrible at the time and have no legendary status with the team whatsoever, like Hideki Mats, not Hideki, uh, Kazmat Sui and... Uh, right. And... Uh, Hidalgo, Nelson Hidalgo. <laughs> I did see a lot of people go, oh, finally, I could use this old Reyes jersey that's those, been sitting in my closet those, for those like two, three who, years. Those are people who jumped on, that, um, jumped on that bandwagon and are like, fuck that, I'm not getting another jersey. <laughs> like, that's it. And hopefully maybe it'll come around. Like, Islanders, like, right. like DiPietro jerseys, whatever. I just got fucked in a jersey. My Matt Martin jersey is now superfluous. Yeah, that's what happens. You got to be careful with hockey jerseys. I, that's why I bought McDonough. He had a long contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I can I can always go to Stitches up in Whitestone, yeah. straighten that shit out. Um, I'm the specialist. Some guy, I, we were smoking cigarettes at the Mets game, and some guy's next to me, and he goes, hey, man, you want to text this guy? I'm texting this dude from the Islanders. Who's leaving on the Islanders? He's got a name starts on an F, maybe, or something. Oh, yeah, uh, Franz Nielsen. Franz Nielsen. He's like, yeah, you want to you you make a video for Franz Nielsen? I'm, I'm texting with him right now. Mm. And I'm like, uh, he's like, you're an Islander fan? I'm like, no, I'm a Ranger fan. And he's like... Uh, well, you know, what do you want me to say to him? <laughs> I don't know. Go like, fuck we're, yourself. You we know, wish him goodbye. Like he's really sad. He's he's leaving. I'm like, all he right. didn't. He didn't appear sad at all. He he actually was offered the same amount of money and was like, I think it's time for a change. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah. over the organization. I'm like, why do you have that guy's number? He's like, oh, I met him like twice. <laughs> okay. I had a great one. You're I bothering was, the poor I was, dude. I was in a bar a few weeks ago, right, and this dude started chatting to me. It was like my my uh, phone went off with an alert that the Cavs had won. Yeah, and. Uh, so um, the NBA championship you're talking about, right? That's correct. And uh, he uh, he glances at his phone and sees the same alert, and he comes over like just in the interest of making small talk. He's like, "Oh yeah, so the Cavs won." I'm like, "Yeah, I just saw that too." He's like, "Yeah, so are you a basketball fan?" I'm like, "No, I'm like a hockey guy." He's like, "What's your team?" I'm like, "The Islanders." He's like, "Yeah, actually, you know, uh, like uh, my brother's best friends with Shane Prince or roommates." I'm like. Yo, we should totally hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you were buddies. I went to uh, Atlantic City over the 4th of July weekend. Oh, that's correct. How did that go? It went terrible at first, then I made all my money back, and I got I, I didn't realize how drunk I got on whiskey, because I was drinking uh, Jameson and ginger ales all day. As you would. And Because uh, I didn't want to, like, you know, the beers are too, I don't know, whatever. I didn't want to be all bloated and stuff. And the, since the drinks are free, I'm like, all right, let's go liquor. <laughs> That's a, thank you for getting to that second yes, point. Yes, the drinks are free. Thank That's you for right. There's the real. Having to point right. it out. If it's for free, it's <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, you nudge. <laughs> and uh, I actually from the book of Asaro. I fell out of the chair at the poker table ah! onto, the, onto the floor. Oh no! How escalating like, was that? It was terrible. I like knocked chips over. I immediately like hit my ass at the ground. I was like, I'm fine. I'm okay. Huli <laughs> came to to look at a uh, look at our bar. And uh, so we're just giving him a grand tour of basically everything that's going to get ripped out. The first thing he twigs almost instantly was that there was a, a set of poker chips. He's like, these are good poker chips. Yeah, I saw the case. <laughs> like, Ooh, it was a big set of poker chips in the basement. I don't know what it was. It could have been a fucking sither as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I'm I was like, those are good poker chips, man. <laughs> a, a nice archery set in there. I was... Uh, I get back. I try to struggle to get back up to the room. And I don't, you, you ever realize like you're sitting down for a while and you don't realize how drunk you are, and then you get up and you're like, "What the fuck happened? I've lost the motor control. This never happens to me." Are you kidding? What? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I forgot to tell you, I fell out of the chair at the poker table. <laughs> Mrs. Colette Hulahan, ladies Happy and anniversary. gentlemen. What? I can't hear you. you to tell the people you I'm getting to that. So I get back up to the room. I walked into the wall, 
And I've had a bruised rib for like four days. <laughs> it hurts my cough or laugh. <laughs> it's not funny, really. It really is a cry yeah, for help here. It is. <laughs> You're an idiot. It's, it's both. Thank you, Colette. Do you want to tell the story? You can get on the microphone anytime you like. Yeah. Here's Colette. My wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my long-suffering wife, Colette. Who <laughs> Did you just put a big bottle of whiskey down? Yes, no, that was there. Oh, okay. No, so it's 5 o'clock in the morning, and I hear, you know, I don't know, John rustling around in the dark. Rustling. And then there was a loud thud, and then there's moaning. <laughs> I'm like, where are you? What are you doing? Oh, oh, I fell. Oh, and I was just like, are you kidding? Get into bed. He couldn't even get up. He was like. It took me like, like a half hour to get onto like the bed. An arm comes up onto the bed. <laughs> <laughs> now like, I'm like screaming and cursing. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, just stay there. Just stay on the floor. Yeah, no, he's an idiot. <laughs> it's like, it like Luke Skywalker trying to climb out of the sand thing. It was bad. I blame you. You told me to drink Jameson and ginger ale at the beginning of the weekend. It's free. <laughs> two. Two. Join me every Saturday. Two an hour. I was fucked up. Well, I started off, I, I took a nap and then I woke up at like 8 o'clock. I'm like, all right, let me go down and play for a little while. I was trying to like sleep instead of lose all my money, and then uh, I drank a four four loco. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> I saw they had four loco at a Jersey gas station. I'm like, oh, I, I just got to get one just for the crack. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, maybe that started me off on, on the wrong road. John drank so much Jameson he picked up Irish lingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, I'll have one for the crack. They didn't have any sparks. I was so drunk, I left my keys, my knife. Uh, and I forgot to cash in a $137 ticket that's still in my wallet as we speak. Oh, you'll be back. I'll be back. I have to go back now and get drunk again and fall and cash my ticket and lose that money. <laughs> like a big dummy. I go to this, uh, Brian, I'm a, this is a poker people who understand this. I go to a 2-4 table. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll play some 2-4, you know. Ooh, live it I'll on be the a edge. big shot and live yeah. on the edge. I'm sitting there for like a half an hour. Everyone, I look around. Everyone's got like 60 bucks in front of them. I'm like, what's going on? The girl next to me looks at my stack and she goes, you know, this is a limit table, right? I'm like, oh, oh it was 2-4 limit right. as in, you know, uh, $2 on the on the flop and $4 on the turn in, in river. I forgot limit even existed. Oh, man, these guys <laughs> just sit there all day and grind out limit. You could sit there for eight hours with 100 bucks. It's crazy. Jesus Christ. And That's finally, about I, yeah, that. that table broke up, thank God, and then I went to the no limit table, won all my money back and fell on my ass. It was great. Did everybody <laughs> laugh when you fell? I don't remember. I, I, I didn't remember I fell until like two days later. I'm like, fuck. It came back to me that I fell down at the poker table. I saw it on Reddit. <laughs> I guarantee you there's pictures of me online and people snapping away while I'm, I'm on the floor with chips all around me like an idiot. I'm sure people do that every night down yeah, there. It was bad. I'm sure there was a sir, okay, it's time to go kind of right. moment there too. We'll have somebody help you to the exit. Yeah. We still want your money, so uh, if you can keep gambling on your way back up to the room, that'd be great. Gaming. Gaming. Keep sticking uh, <laughs> money in, in r random machines, but uh, <laughs> don't fall on the floor. <laughs> we'll have somebody help you to the eight is enough slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another Sir, come back and continue gaming at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. And that's going to score another run on a uh, Cespedes with another adventurous misplayed ball in the outfield. Very good, Yeesh. Cespedes. He's on fire, though, so we can't really blame him. You want, guys want to take a quick break? What time you got? 8.30. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you want to <laughs> go another 10? I want to talk about you emasculating yourself yeah. more. Oh, well, that's all I got. <laughs> if I had more, I would tell you. <laughs> so I'm at a red light, right? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
kept winning at blackjack, and uh, I lost it. Uh, I lost one you big You played hand. blackjack? Yeah, I played blackjack. I didn't know you played blackjack. How long were you there? Uh, Just Monday and Tuesday. Oh. I left. No, I left work on Sunday. I left uh, right after work. They I thought the whole collect, poker pick, thing. Picked me up at work. I thought the whole poker thing was that it's a game of skill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't, don't you like feel like blackjack is a game of chance? Yeah, but blackjack, if you play the right way, you have like, it's like a coin flip probably. I'm not exactly sure of the odds, but it's it's one of the best odds in the casino if you play the right way. And See? I play the right way because if I don't know what to do, I ask the dealer. Yeah. Well, and no, they tell me. No, the dealer hey, is what cool is the, as hell if you tip them. You're like, hey, what does the book say? Mm. And they go, oh, the book says to do this. I don't know. I'm too intimidated yeah, yeah, to I do even sit too. down and gamble. Yeah. Like, no, like, it's blackjack's fun. A bunch of rule-having motherfuckers. Do I want to split these kings? No, you don't want to do that, no, sir. No, they tell me. Always split aces and eights. Right. And, uh, you know, if you have a pair and the dealer's showing a six or a five, you should probably split that, too. Right. Um, Double down on 11. Every time. Every time. Yeah, I played some, lost some ru- at roulette a little bit. and then, uh, But I lost my biggest hand was a, a poker hand that I misread. And these two people were obviously colluding, Ryan. There was a man and a woman. The woman was uh, pretending she had no idea what was going on when obviously she did. Uh-oh. And I could tell this right away before I was even in hand with her. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is some bullshit, you know. And uh, she ended up taking my entire stack in one hand because I just misplayed it. You were playing roulette? Yeah. I thought roulette only existed like for like B-roll in fucking movies. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize like, roulette was like an actual game. Give me a hundred silver pieces on 13. <laughs> that fucking ice hole. Yeah. No, it's, re- it's, it's a, a real thing. It's a fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a real thing. Mm. Oh, I'd like Roulette's to not bad. You could, uh, you, you, you don't have terrible odds at roulette, and you could sit there for a hundred bucks and put a dollar down on each number. I'm like, you know. You'll win some back, lose middle around like a dick. Mm. I'd like to give a shout out actually to our friends' podcast, uh, uh, Sean and Brian do uh, No Totally. Yeah, and, uh, they do. It's like a movie review podcast, and uh, and I suggested Johnny Dangerously, and they actually did it. Nice. Yeah. And neither of them have seen it before. No, they... no, they've seen it before, like growing up, but they hadn't like revisited it. And they're like, you know what? It actually holds up. It was really good. But yeah, if anybody's uh, looking for more uh, content. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of that podcast? No Totally. No comma totally? Yeah. Nice. Sean and Brian. All right. I'll check mm. that out. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites of all oh, time. Oh, it's the best. It does hold up. Mm. It's great. It's a lot of hats. <laughs> you never told me that. My favorite line of the whole movie. 180 <laughs> hats. That's a lot of hats. It's You're just the like, one who pointed that out to me. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so dumb. It's like, <laughs> How many hats you got? I don't know. I don't know. Upwards of about 180. And just, and just put the, uh, the ADR in the back. Just say, he never came to that really quiet. <laughs> he's, he's trying to explain to everyone, hey, we're doing pretty good as a gang. How many hats do you own? 180. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot That's of a hats. That's a lot of hats. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, we'll be back after these words. With the same sound drop.
right, that was Run DMC with Walk This Way. We're back live from the broad here on Radio Nope. That was actually uh, Cheap Trick uh, Southern Girls off the In Color remastered version. Thank you. <laughs> OAM's Blues by Aaron Goldberg. We can hear on the quiet storm. <laughs> Hope everyone's doing well out there tonight. This door sounds like uh, Miles Davis. <laughs> Yeah, it's the notes he's not playing, everybody. Listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you ever, uh, like, uh, listen to, what's his face, Jonathan? So it's, I don't know, he's on, uh, he's creepy as all fucking get out, but he's on, uh, he's on WNYC <laughs> during the afternoons. And Symphony like, Sid? <laughs> basically, yeah. But he's this like, is Symphony he's Sid. Like, he's like, hey, it's Jonathan. That was Frank Sinatra. With a tune. I wish I could do that. I could fill up hours. Big band era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling you. Coming it's like, in I, yeah, I, 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 dude, later. I'm telling you, Sundays I'm trying to drive out the island. I just want to crash off the road. You're listening to jazz plus jazz equals jazz. We <laughs> <laughs> play two jazz songs at the same time and still one jazz a, song. This is the, this is the, uh, actually the 10th jazz program on Radio Nope. So uh, if you love jazz, exactly. tune in uh-huh. anytime, 24 hours a day, Radio Nope is there for you. Did you know that? I did. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for a jazz robot. Like a hydraulic <laughs> jazz robot. With an IED that's what taped I to it? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tape, tape yeah, his exactly. bomb to this robot. Exactly. Just like a, like a fucking <laughs> photo of Excel. It'll just like... <laughs> I am a jazz playing robot. I do not have a bomb. Call me Satchmo. Be my friend. Listen to these hot licks. Yeah. Hot licks. Coming in a little. Remember later? the Hot Licks series? What's that? Hot Licks was like a, like a series. It was videotapes. At first, it was audio cassettes. Then it was videotapes, and then it was DVDs of uh, guys teaching it how to play Hot Licks. <laughs> hot so, Licks. Like, yeah. So you got like Brian Setzer's Hot Licks. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. You know, every time like you'd walk into like the guitar store, it'd be one of those hot licks videos playing. They're like, what you want to do here is a diminished minor. <laughs> Dan, like, Fuck Dan, off, B. Dan I just want Smith. strings. Dan Smith will teach you hot licks. You were a kind of a setzer disciple there for a little while, right, Pat? You admire his guitar playing, right? <laughs> Brian Setzer clobbers, man. That's yeah. great. You know, let's uh, let's I stole forget, tons of stuff. Forget what you think about, you know, the uh, the swing goofiness or whatever. But oh, the guy, I wasn't making fun of Brian Setzer. I was making fun of the hot lick series. Right. Right. Yeah, no, Brian Setzer, clobbers. Good dude. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I'm pulling gum off the bottom of your board. Right oh, now. that gum has been there since like 1975. Dude. I can't not do it. Uh, now that I'm you're a picker, John. Now that you're a bar owner. Yeah, exactly. I'm busy picking the. I saw the bar. Can we talk about it a little? It's uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. The bar I, can, I will huge. talk to you about it. I will not talk to the Sunnyside Post about it, who will not stop calling me. Oh, really? They want oh, to know what's going to be my there. Oh, my God. My phone is blowing up like I'm having a fucking telethon. They will not stop. Pat's opening Four up. times a day. Pat's uh, bought a bar mm. in his neighborhood, and he's going to open that thing. Mm. And so I guess they want to know because the, you know, the, the community wants to know. Here he goes. This is a hot scoop. Oh, what is that, uh, Gene Krupa's or something? Sounds like a fucking drum set trying to escape the World Trade Center. (laughs) On a Monday. (laughs) An unusually nice Monday. It was a Tuesday, but... You know, also, I don't know if Brad agrees with me. I'm just thinking watching the Mets game now. They just overturned a call that um, 
The last night's Mets game was great to be at. It was fantastic, but it would have dr- driven Brad Weisenberger nuts because not only did Bartolo Colon bat, but uh, uh, what's his name? Jason Wirth got called out at second on the slide rule. Look, here's another one. Oh, no, he's just out. So Jason Wirth slides past the bag, and he did it in the fifth inning and got away with it. He did it again, and they they, they reviewed it, and they called Murphy out at first and, and Wirth out at second. Well, Wirth was already out, but he was just sliding to stop the play at first. And they called him out, the slide rule, the new slide, Chase Utley rule. And this would have, I don't know, man. And then they reviewed a play that was bang, bang, and then Murphy was safe at first. It was just this too many fucking reviews. I was all forget, forgetting the play right, but. I think they should make the game longer. Yeah. Now that well, <laughs> and Syndergaard, more Syndergaard just whacked that guy in the back of the fastball. <laughs> <laughs> Dinged him. <laughs> Fuck off my plate. Well, that plate. moved in on the hands. Ow. Mm. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, went yeah, it went off the bat nub. Review that. Is that reviewable? Review this. Yeah, he didn't walk. Yeah, he's still in there. That's a foul ball. Went off the nub. I'll see you tomorrow with my nub. That's all I can think about during the 4th of July. The, the jerky boys flew off my hand with my fireworks. Oh, God, I wanted to get fireworks so bad I'll when I was driving up with, from Nashville. With my nub. I wanted, to get, I wanted to get fireworks so bad driving up from Nashville. I was like, I'm going to stop and get fireworks. And I was driving up. And every time like a fireworks sign would pass, it was just like a total internal dialogue. I'm like, do I pull over and get fireworks? And I was driving up with Liz, and Liz is going, you're going to stop and get fireworks? And I'm like... No, because then all I'm thinking is like, well, I'm driving a box truck across two crossings, and I'm 42 years old. That's going to be a really whack thing to get collared for. So I yeah, like, I age. just every time I passed like a gigantic tempting fireworks sign, I kind of talked myself out of it. And as soon as I paid the fa- the, the toll on the Triborough Bridge and got through, I was like, "Fuck me! I should have got some goddamn fireworks!" <laughs> like, like straight away, it was just like instant. But either way. Either way it went, it wouldn't have been good. That's the fireworks sound. It's also the bomb sound, the gun sound, and the crashing sound. Mm. Saw some fireworks in an in 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 AC on the 4th of July, and uh, I just happened to be off on the 4th of July, which is great. And uh, just, Off on the 4th of July is oh. my favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sequel. Oliver Stone's really yeah, slipping. Yeah, he took the kids to the beach. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> He's got giant wheel uh, beach tires for the wheelchair. <laughs> I had a I had a social studies teacher in high school named Mr. Treza, and this guy was a pisser. He used to bump cigarettes off me and stuff, but he was kind of a, like a right wing leaning guy. But he was funny, you know. Yeah. So uh, he said that he was a principal of a school. Principal. And what's that guy's name? Ron uh, Howard. No, from Born on the Fourth of July. Whatever his name is, the Jeremy? guy Tom Cruise plays. <laughs> no, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Jeremy. You're listening to Live. From How did you Nippon. have that? We have, we have it. All right, the whole can't. soundboard's in my head. I if know where I, it is. If I asked you, if I requested a, a bit, you couldn't pull it up. No, I couldn't. Boop. <laughs> I have a page called Bits. There's like one thing in there. <laughs> bit. So, no, what was the guy's name? Ron Kovac or something like that? Whatever the guy's name is. He's the, from Lake Ronkonkoma. Was he? Yeah. The born on the 4th of July guy. He goes, uh, he was the principal of the school, and he goes. He was supposed to show up, and he shows up, and he goes, you know what? That guy showed up. And he was, go- was going to incite all the students, get them all riled up. He goes, I took his wheelchair. I wheeled him right out of the school. 
<laughs> yeah. And he wasn't kidding. Either. Yeah, at the fucking bricks. Yeah, the ramps around back. He wheeled himself in. I turned him around in his wheelchair. I wheeled, wheeled him, him right, right out, out under the street. Said, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not getting all these kids riled up. Get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need these offensive T-shirts. But uh, it was poor. As soon as the fireworks came down, it started pouring rain. You couldn't see anything. So uh, that made me think that PBS, the same they were having the same problem. PBS just ran some fucking old footage of fireworks from other years. Did you see that? No. Yeah, they just put. The, it was like live, and it was it was rainy and foggy. Uh -huh. And then they said, "Well, we can't see anything." And they switched to like two years ago or something like that. <laughs> Jeez. They just turned on the Yule log. Yeah, people were freaking out. <laughs> All these people that watch PBS, they're like, "I'm paying for the." Oh wait, no, I'm not paying for this. No, I'm not. Nobody's paying for it. I that. didn't pay zero dollars to see exactly. the same fireworks over and over again. Do you donate to public radio? Yeah. Uh, I donated to FUV uh -huh. um, once, I believe. Or maybe I donated twice. to FUB. No, what's the one uh, that Chaplin used to be on? FUV? Uh, no, FMU. No, FMU. Yeah, I'm, I, I did a donation or two at that spot. Mm. Uh, I think that was... I actually, I, did, I donated to Channel 13, like... 15 years ago. Dude, anytime you donate to public radio, it's like a, like, it's like a psycho ex-girlfriend who just yeah. stops sending you oh, letters. Man, it's letters oh, and yeah. stickers. Uh, and fucking... Yeah, exactly. It's like a... Here's a shirt. Yeah, and then uh, but, like, when they give you the, uh, the, the the stickers like for your, your return address, mm -hmm. it's like, I know where you live. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's nonstop. The emails, the, the regular mails. Yeah. The Gmails, it's constant, constant the females, chiseling. the Gmails. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to bring this up, Ryan. Uh, you brought this up before you, about your assistant, but now you have a... Come on in. It's Mario. Your assistant, now your associate, Mr. Fang. My associate, Mr. Fang. We, I would like to put a shout out to him, or I don't know if he's going by that pronoun anymore. He's in transition. Yes. And he's uh, he's transitioning to a woman. So you know we, what? Right. Fucking good for him. Good man. for him. You're a nice yeah. job, Mr. Fang. We all support yeah. you. We're right And he's you. a great good guy. He's do he's he's a super smart guy too. You know that? No, uh, I can no, tell. I, I didn't catch. You that. didn't catch that. <laughs> I think I'm that, still uh, waiting to see that. But I think he's of high intelligence based yeah. upon his uh, Facebook posts. And, uh, he's and, uh, uh, you know he's a he's a confidant. He's a good friend. Right. And, According uh, to your games, he doesn't know fuck all about '90s indie rock. That's, that's true. <laughs> Who is? Is it Kojak? <laughs> Green Day? <laughs> no, Fang. It's the Beastie Boys. I yeah. wonder if I have. Oh, so anyway, yeah, good job, Mr. Fang. We support you. And Mario, hello. How are you? You're no, sitting no. in the guest chair, by the way. A guest is coming. Yes. It's going to be live. Yes. Do, you, do you read anything? I thought he was calling in. I tag oh. you. No, he's coming in. Get is, is Go Tommy to the microphone coming? in the corner. I will. I will. Can My I stay here for a little bit? No. It sounds so much nicer here. <laughs> you were gone last week, Pat. I spit all over your mic. <laughs> you didn't use my mic. No, Jody used my mic. Jody it wasn't on purpose. He spits all over everything Jody while he's was talking. There. Jody and I had a deal. She was only allowed to use my mic. Oh, so that uh, Tommy's escorting him in. Is that what's happening? Yes. Uh, how what? exciting. Actually, how exciting. you know, Live from the Barrage is brought to you by a grant um, by Stony Brook Farms, speaking of public Live radio. Live from the Barrage, brought to you by Stony Brook Farms, <laughs> lacto-ovo, eco-friendly farms. Thank you very much. We paused it for 10 seconds for station identification <laughs> here on the WFAN Mets Radio Network. I think that's against FCC rules. I just did that. <laughs> I'm in big trouble. Oh, no. So what are you doing, Mario? What's going on? Well, what a depressing day it's been. Uh, we don't want to talk oh, about okay. that shit. I'm Move not talking on. about that shit. I'm just talking about my own depression. I'm in the menopause. Yes. Where is it? You know. <laughs> uh, so I go on a bar with a female friend of mine. 
I got Zero. sodomized myself yesterday. It hurt. <laughs> did you watch? I, did you watch the game yesterday, Mario? I was uh, sad that you weren't there. It was a great win. You went to the game? Yeah, me and my brother. Nice. That was a great game. That was like th- uh, the Thursday game we went to. The Thursdays have been really nice games. I'm right? three in a row. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> it was a full house, huh? I was five and zero. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty filled up. What's the score now? Three nothing. Three nothing. Right. Syndergaard's not doing the great. Poised for a comeback. We'll get through. We'll get through. Yeah. So poised yeah. for a comeback. Here Don't we worry go, Metsies. There's, like, there's like six hours left. You guys will be all right. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm happy that my lady has been cleared of all charges. And Michael Orlick, you could take that and smoke it in your own pipe. Oh, Stay you're out talking of my about, page. You're talking about your Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Listen, the Mario. The, here, let me set this up for you. Mario posts on Facebook, uh, "Dear conservative friends, or whatever." He, you directly addressed. Yes, I did. People, what a mistake! Now that's your mistake <laughs> because you invited conversation First when you would, the, when you say when you send a letter to someone, which you pretty much did. Like, dear, uh, all right, let me t- t- let me tell you something, conservative friends. The, your conservative friends are going to jump in and answer. It was an open letter, and apparently it wasn't because Mario deleted my comments. I'm not conservative, but I, you know, and, and Mike Orlick's comments and Sean Collison's comments. He no, I got home and I'm looking at you two having a debate. And we then weren't having a debate. We we're talking about uh, Gary Johnson and the, I don't know. And the, 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 the fair I, tax. I, I know saw, you don't know anything. You're completely the B, uninformed. I saw the B word. I saw the B word. Oh, I didn't to, see that. I did, I did. Really? And, uh, I don't remember that. I, I don't say. know. I've never, I've never did. I, I, I saw this that. button that says uh, delete this comment. <laughs> I said, "Ooh, this is fun," and sure enough, it started an uproar amongst the that I am a squashing and censoring everybody on right. my page. <laughs> <laughs> what you, what you were, admittedly, Michael. What's this story? What's this guy's story? Mike Orlick? He got upset well, that you, I call him a privileged no. Manhattan boy. You went off the rails. Too fast. He didn't. He didn't do say anything that bad. And you were like, "You're just a privileged kid from Manhattan." Uh, notice how, notice Manhattan. how Mario is refusing to make eye contact right now. <laughs> He's just staring straight. <laughs> Watching the Mets. Uh, you went a little too, a little too far, a little too fast, in my opinion. But hey, maybe you're in a bad mood. And but he grew up with you, obviously, and he's not no, a privileged boy no, at all. He grew up around the block from me. And he's, uh, he's, he's flushing the bone. That's that's what we call uh, around here the right side of the tracks. That's a privileged side of the tracks in my, my all mind. All I know is I keep <laughs> on right, Richie's, those Richies over on the other yeah. side. <laughs> the nice Tudor house right by the park. I'm sick of those north yeah. side bullies. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> exactly. whatever John, John wants to have like an old school Archie comic exactly. book <laughs> throwdown. Freaking mm, Riverdale, Riverdale punks. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> whatever, Dally. <laughs> this right-wing media is driving me insane. And just listen, going through, because I read, I have a lot of friends on Facebook or on both sides of the tracks, and I read the crap that they put out there and the shit that they're led to believe, and it just infuriates me. So rather than answer them directly as an affront to them, I just put out a little blurb about atrocities caused on the... Other side that maybe they've forgotten about. Right, two wrongs make a right. No, the old straw man. The Logan Act, the uh, Iron Contra things, the weapons of mass destruction. I mean, we've been lied to our whole lives. And so, let's if we're lied to a little more, it's just fine with you. No, Back to the I, I'm not happy with the way things are, but I'd right. rather have. Yes, the... you are. You're a white middle class guy from Douglaston who owns real estate. Of course, you, you think right. progress is moving along just fine. If, if you're a poor black person, you need progress now. Oh God, Listen, Jesus Christ! I've been on. So anyway, I've been on. I've been on that side for a long time. I'm with. I'm with the brothers. I'm oh, with my oh, friends. Jesus Christ! My friends on the other side. Of, I'm with you. 
I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of my privilege. Oh, now they're on I'm the other side. Uber right so, now. Pat, I'm, when are you opening uh-oh. up? Uh-oh. I don't care if Anthony Baza comes in. <laughs> Baza. What can I say? I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to be white, privileged. What'd you call me? A real estate mogul. You're a real estate investor. And what are Mogu. you? Mogul. You. What? what are you? An enter. <laughs> what am I? You, you must be the media mogul. You're the mogul. entertainment uh, czar. Oh my! I put the toilets in this joint. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder the by the place stinks so bad. Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right. I've done enough. Uh, that's but the tell you. I do like the hat you made for me. Thank I, you. Make, posted... a so- make a sorrow great again with the uh, Godfather font. <laughs> I, not, I don't like the font so much. My wife's I like, know. I don't like oh, it either. But I, 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 my wife's like, what is impressed. that? I Communism? Thought... Communist font? I thought you came up with that on your own. I was impressed. No, no. All due props go to John. I can't do anything. I can't cut and paste. I was, I was honored you made it your profile picture. Thank you. I did. I put it right next to me and uh, Ivana Trump. <laughs> She's going to be my uh, running well, who's mate. Who's that? Ivana Trump? Ivanka. Uh. It's my running mate okay. when I run for president. Gesundheit. <laughs> Make a sorrow great again. Hilarious. That was fun. You were always great were very in creative. my opinion, Mario. No, no. I've hit a little bit of a downfall. <laughs> I went to Pennsylvania, and, you know, I posted all the pictures. <laughs> oh, my rib from falling in poker hurts. <laughs> you fell in poker and oh, hurt your rib? Oh, man. I'll tell you later. Listen to the show. So... <laughs> I I, w- I posted all That's these the pictures emasculation from rib that God took and gave to the woman. <laughs> Tree on the chat box says the, the communist font is the worst who song. <laughs> Thank you, Tree. Font. It's a communist font. It's put on. <laughs> anyway, so I went to Pennsylvania and I posted James pictures <laughs> of my kids and I doing touristy things, and then I get like comments like, "Oh, you're the greatest dad in the world," and. And it's such a bunch of crap because I'm not. According to my home life lately, the jury's still out. I'm, a, I'm on, a, I'm on a downswing. Never take sides against a family. I need to come become great again, like I used to be. Against I've taken family. a vow of poverty, and uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Are you taking a vow of cel- celibacy just because it's convenient for you now that you're not having sex? Celibacy. <laughs> I'm taking a vow what of poverty. I say? What did I it's say? convenient because I'm really cheap. <laughs> Uh, I can't get laid. I'm taking a vow of celibacy. Celibacy. <laughs> I still love you, Mario. I think you're okay. Hey, Mario. Thanks. I think you're all right. I can't wait to go to Cooperstown with you, Johnny Boy. When is this now? I keep forgetting because I don't want to go. We're going to have a, a, a radio show. Mario just and then pulled we're a having... frozen glass out of his and then bag. We're gonna have... I'm sorry. I need to point this out. <laughs> Mario has a cooler, a personal like, cooler. Yeah, exactly. He's kitted out like somebody who has an infant. He comes here like he's going camping every time. <laughs> he's like an alcoholic Mary Poppins. Yeah, exa- and now he's pouring booze he's out gonna... of a plastic bag. It looks like a whoopee cushion, a frozen like whoopee cushion. Mets theme. You got a bottle of 99 bananas in there? <laughs> Delicious. Anyway, we're going on the... It's a Friday night will be the show. Then we'll have poker all night. And then we get on the bus at 5 in the morning. Like you're going to work. Oh, man. You won't know any difference. You'll think you're going to work, except... You won't know any difference. You'll be with me. Are you hearing this, John? <laughs> this, this, is what, be crazy. this is what I didn't get myself into. Oh, you're going to miss a good and, time. Wait though. a minute. Now my is, is Brian coming? Can, Brian? I, can I just get drunk and sleep on the bus? You, that's my plan. I'm going to drug you and then just put you on the bus with me. <laughs> you get a roofie me? <laughs> you, you won't know what I can sleep you. on my own. I don't need you to drug me. I'm fine. Oh, no, no, no. According to uh, things I've already heard, you may fall off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> is Music Off going to be here tonight? No, Music no. Off because is I called, in, talk, called in sick. He banged in sick, as I they say call, in the industry. I want to talk him and Ryan or somebody else who wants to come with us. There are still tickets available. Oh, no. This is Dude, a, I'll totally go. 
bus trip. You, you're in. <laughs> We're leaving 6 a.m. from City Field, and you go sleep on the grounds of the Omen Gang Brewery. Do you like breweries? The Omen Gang. The Omen Gang. <laughs> You want to come? The really? Omen Gang rap attack. <laughs> Omen I Gang. It. I love that you thought that I was serious. Even oh, for damn it. <laughs> we could go and then you Anthony sleep. Anthony Boza down. coming in in a few minutes. <laughs> I'll bring my tent. It's Baza, John. I'll bring my table. We have a bet. I'll bring we everything you need. Table. And you sleep in your own tent. And, and then what, time do, what time do we get to Cooperstown? I work too hard to sleep in a tent. I think you get to Cooperstown like, what, uh, 10 in the morning? How long is the ride? Like eight hours or something? No, it's four and a half hours to oh, Cooperstown. Okay. There's a knock on the door. I've got to move. Hey, I told you to move over. You're in the guest spot. We're going to take a quick break anyway. i got to move. Every, is my favorite Zeppelin get song. Get everybody settled. Hey, man. And wait before Anthony we, settle a bet for us. Before we go to a break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah just, before we go to break. Quickly, uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, that would be Boza. Ah, damn. And listen, I just played devil's advocate and play, and and bet the other way. Devils. That's from the original Italian bozza. Right, bozza. <laughs> Delicious. That's what I get. That's right. That's what Ryan bet on. Now I'm starving. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> uh, Tommy, you think we should take a quick break and then? We'll, all right, we'll do an interview with the the great Anthony Boza. Hell yeah! All right, and we'll be back after this uh, live from the Broad Radio Note.
right, that's Stolen Wallet by Minutes. Before that, we heard uh, ACDC, which I know Anthony's. But, you know, we're here with Anthony Boza. And before I even get in it, into anything, Anthony Boza is a famous author. And I believe he's a, a billionaire now from his works. I just wanted to, since we played ACDC, it kind of reminded me. You wrote a book about ACDC, right? I did. Yes. And so, what is your take on the a quick, like your reunion take on the the ACDC reunion? What do you have an opinion on it? Are you, are you a, like a super fan of ACDC, or are you, the book just well, kind of like, a reunion? But uh, Brian Johnson being replaced, well, yeah, the replacement um, stuff, and you know, obviously uh, um, uh, Malcolm Young being replaced and everything. Do you have like strong opinions on this, or uh, not really? I do actually. I think it's kind of depressing, right? But I mean, if anyone's going to sing it, I'm down with Axel doing it. But yeah. um, no Malcolm, you know, that's really just Angus, and I kind of that's well, kind of weird. It just came out that there was it the bass Cliff, Cliff Williams Cliff is, Williams is going to hang it up after this. Yeah. Pulling out, I don't blame him. You know, it's like it's basically that just those it's guys. Be, if you could choose anybody to do the vocal, who would you choose, and why is it Mr. Rache? <laughs> right, Crocus. Uh, <laughs> <Focus. laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, I, I, you know, I think Axel's a great choice, actually. I, I mean, he I doesn't bon sound Scott's, bad. I'm a Bon Scott guy. So. Right. Yeah. It, are you are you one of those guys who thinks that like um, Brian Johnson ACDC isn't real? I mean, I like it. Right. But I don't like it as much as Bon Scott. No, right. But you're so, not like you're not one of these guys who, who goes black and black and black is crap. Or, no, you know, right. no, okay, no, no, good. no. Because that's I mean, just insanity. Yeah, no. And also, I mean, strictly the fact, like the the sort of miracle of your singer before he dies, almost like bequeaths his position to someone else. Like, here's the band that I think's great, right. and then that guy tries out and gets a job. Yeah, right. that's, that's cool. Yeah. Just in terms of rock lore, that alone, I'm gonna like like it. When was <laughs> the last time you saw ACDC? Uh, let's see. Well, the Black Ice Tour a right. bunch of times, um, and I haven't seen any of this rock. I saw like the uh, did they do Coachella? I think they yeah, Coachella. I saw that. I was there. I saw that one, and that was with that other drummer guy, the ball guy, Slade. Chris Slade, Chris Slade yeah. yeah, Chris Slade, yeah, who's back right now, yep. right? Yeah, and because for, I saw him with Chris Slade, and who, Malcolm was already gone. I saw them on this tour, and uh, you saw him the last time before I actually got involved. It was in the Meadowlands. Brian Johnson was still in. Yep. Yeah, I, I Slade. Know, you know they he's, were great. Yeah, Slade's okay. It does, it just, He's he's not Phil. He's he not swinging. No. He doesn't, yeah, have, he doesn't have the swing. Yeah, he doesn't. Swing. He's, he's, he's he's sort of like yeah. he's more of a straight ahead, you know, Matt Sorum kind of. Drummer, yeah. To be honest, exactly. It's like, yeah, that's that a, that's a good comparison for for what it's worth. In my opinion, I think actually Axel's doing a better job with ACDC than he is on the Guns N' Roses tour. Let me say, the best thing the, about Axel Rose is saying Axu. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, when, when you posted the video of Steven Adler playing the other day, mm -hmm. he actually sounded good on that song. I was like, oh, Axel sounds pretty good. He sounded like old Axel on the yep. um, what song was it? Uh, they did two songs. He did uh, My Michelle. Go after yourself or something. And like out to, get, out me. to <laughs> get me. Yeah, out to get me. That was the one. Yeah, he yeah. sounded okay. Yeah, Stephen did two songs, and it was great to see. And him he was playing. he was standing up, which is always a treat. Yep. Yeah, I mean that. Okay, that <laughs> whole thing alone, I was like, what? Like, Jesus. exactly. Finally, <laughs> they get back together, and then a cast yeah. for what? Like eight? How many weeks has it been? It's like forever. It's off Axel, now. But... Axel had to get his kilts let out. By the way, okay, now that we got that out of the way, we're speaking with Anthony Boza. Yeah, Anthony baby. is a famous author. He's written such amazing books. Can I say you wrote the the Artie book? Or your co-author? You're yeah. a, are you a co-author? You're the writer of the book. Um, what's your official title? You co-writer. 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 Anthony co-wrote Artie Lang's Too Fat to Fish, Crash yeah. and Burn. Of course, these incredibly personal books. Uh, Artie Lang from the uh, you know him from the Howard Stern Show movies like Dirty Work and stuff like that. He wrote the Slash co-wrote co the Slash autobiography. Oh. 
Yes, sir. Tommy Lee's Tommy Land, the autobiography. And did you live with yep. Tommy Lee? I lived with Tommy Lee my for God, nine no. months. We are going to get to that, my oh, yeah. friend. Well, I only had to be on antibiotics Tracy twice. Morgan? <laughs> I did, yep. My God, this is some that was a trip. resume, man. This is yeah. this is fun. Send me There's your so much to talk ups. about. <laughs> Send me your most fucked <laughs> up. Fuck I will hang with them, and I will make them make sense. Right, because if you space of three hundred pages, if you've lived a normal <laughs> and uh, nice life, there's really nothing to write about. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. I I mean, I always like the kids who got in trouble in school. You know? When you write these books, do you sit down and just rapid fire and knock them out as fast as you can? Like, what's your work? Uh, your work My method? Ethic. Yeah. Um. Well, I you know I kind of like immerse. Um. So. Uh, you know, I basically try to do. There's been times where I've been writing three books at the same time. That was uh, like kind tough. of madness. Yeah. Um, because I write in the people's voice and I try to think like them. And, right. Uh, yeah. You know, and I have to kind of become them at least on the page, or become the person that they would be if they could sit down and write it. Right. If that makes sense. And figuring How that out. How much do is they trick. contribute though? Like, I, and like, oh. like, I, have you worked with people who have given you like, like, you know, you a can't make up like, I think this is what it's going to be, and then you're in more of an editorial position, or are you actually just hang out with them and then you're writing it. I, like, I would it, love to be in an editorial position one time. It's okay. usually like, um, you know, I sit down with them and they talk. And I ask questions. You record this? I record everything, and then I take that. And, what a dictation. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I take that and, like, turn that into more than... Because I've had other journalist friends just say, like, okay, so you just sort of... You just transcribe it, and that's the book. And I'm like, nah, go keep thinking that. Right, and, yeah, you know, no, it's, it's a very involved... Because think about, like, a thought process of someone who, who doesn't even do something like this. You know, like, Artie's actually yeah. better, because, A, he's a comedian, yeah. B, he's been on radio forever. And so he, he kind talk. of thinks yeah. in a linear way, knows the stories reading he's the, Reading the Artie book, it's it really feels like Artie's speaking, talk, you know, speaking the book. You yeah. hear his voice while you're reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, so nice that's job. what we strive for. <laughs> All right, he and I have a great rapport, because he'll tell the story, we'll come up with a concept... I'll sort of structure it, come up with all the titles for things and sort of guide it and give him like, okay, I want three stories sort of about this. Um, and then he does, basically he does like a comedy routine and just a lot of times he'll like take my tape recorder and like walk around the room like it's a mic. And just <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like some of the stories in the book, you remember him telling the, like the hooker story on the air or something like that. You read yeah. his voice. Well, I get the impression that he's kind of a people pleaser, like that he wa he wants to entertain you, even if it's just yeah. both Audi of you alone in a room. Audience of one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> audience of one it's good um, and then he and I have a good thing because like I will then take that and then sort of uh, transcribe it structure it and then write questions back to him within the text like in, in all bold and then that will sort of send him off on a whole other tangent right. or add more and then the best is I'm like already like you know I'll do like a metaphor or something I'll be like you got something better and like of course he always has something better <laughs> yeah. so then, then like oh, I, I, get, got I get that back from him like he'll read it and then we'll record that and then I take that and do so we do that in like it's like three layers of that to right. get it to like the it's stuff like that so much you guys work. read when you it is you how long does it, it take? Love it, man. how long does it take to write one of these books uh, with Artie Artie and I work really fast it's it's crazy we just get on a roll and he sort of focuses and I sort of focus and I'm not usually not doing anything else um, um, like uh, once we get rolling it you know probably like two or three months which well, I think so is pretty short yeah, but that's like he out. and I have a thing uh, you know Tommy that was my first co-write, like living with Tommy Lee, and also I had to learn to live with Tommy Lee. It just <laughs> did not suck, but was not I you watched, know I easy. Part, just so you know, he has a mayhem tattoo. Parting, parting yeah. is hard work, man. It's, yeah, yeah. Believe me. 
it's exhausting. I watched some clips this morning of you on the Artie Lang show. Yeah, man. Yeah. Artie's podcast. And you were telling the Tommy stories. Yeah, Artie loves those. He Tell loves everybody those. about all the women. <laughs> I've, we, we're going to get to that, married, Mario. We're, gonna get we're to married, them. so we can't have sex with any other women. <laughs> but we'd like people who aren't married to tell us all about it. They were The, the walls were, were filthy with, with chicks. Yeah. <laughs> just dripping with them. Yeah, man, like how many... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, continue with the process, though, for a minute. Okay. Somebody, yeah, somebody don't on, mind me. Somebody on the yeah. chat box, Tree Avoid, uh, uh, asks, uh, did you write the Tracy Morgan book in Tracy Morgan's voice the whole time? I like, <laughs> sure did. Yeah. I had to think like Tracy Morgan. Oh, man, that's yeah. tough. I had to talk about his childhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one? That, okay, was before, so, that was pre-accident, right? It was. Yeah. Um, so that one. I met him once. He was the sweetest guy you ever wanted to meet. He was really nice to me. Artie said, had the best comment when I, I was like, oh, yeah, I saw signed up to do the Tracy Morgan book. He's like, are you going to write it in crayon? (laughs) 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 He's he's like, he's like, aunt, uh, why are you writing a book for a guy who can't read? (laughs) It went on and on. A big, big scholar, Artie Lang, (laughs) busy reading Kierkegaard, whatever his name is. um, What was Tracy uh, working on at the time? Was he still doing 30 Rock? He was on 30 Rock. So I did get to go to 30 Rock a lot and like watching all of those geniuses and Tina Fey and all that was incredible. Um, But Tracy's actually a good example of somebody who would there really was not much of a sort of collab interaction whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to like remind Tracy, like I would go and sort of try to ask him questions about other things and he would tell me the exact same hour of stuff from last time. And I'd be like, dude, I already know this one. Uh, and it didn't matter. He would just say it. Just say it like, anyway. okay. Did he ever um, the old I'm sorry, did he ever do to you what he would do on Letterman, just tell crazy stories about his life and that weren't even true and you had to figure out what was <laughs> real poetic. or not? He did, like, the thing was, and this really frustrated the publisher, he didn't want it to be funny. So it, I mean, he had a really tough upbringing. <laughs> so it was really just this hard knock sob story in the voice of Tracy Jordan from uh, 30 Rock. Right. So it was like, you know. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, like the only way it got done, to be honest, um, his, he's got really bad diabetes. Yeah. And it's so bad that um, uh, the blood vessels in his eye were collapsing because, you know, like like diabet- uh, diabetics don't heal and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. So he had an operation where they actually cut the uh, retina off and cauterized those and then resealed it, which is crazy that yeah. they could even do that. Yeah. So he wouldn't go blind. And then he was basically in bed and couldn't move and couldn't see for like two weeks. And that's the only way I got dude to focus. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, told his manager, I'm like, I'm going to come over oh, every fucking day. It's like the, the only way there's a book. I'm taking advantage of the fact that he's totally not distracted. Right yeah. Now. I was like, Tracy, tell me more about your phone. Handcuffed to the hospital bed. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like the Helen Keller story. Yeah. He would, though, in true Tracy fashion, like he would, you know, we'd be in the middle of telling a story and he would just look at me and go like, I miss my father and start crying. He cried wow. at me about three times. Oh, re- for real? Very, yeah, which was very real. But it was also, yeah. Tracy is just funny. And oh, he, he looks funny and it says funny things. And He's so got a I great was like, deadpan, too. I know, yeah. yeah so yeah, then incredible. he would cry and I was like, okay, so he, it, you know, I'm going, come here, I'm hugging you. Let's do this. But yeah. it was like, uh, you know, I, it was, you it was, it was as bizarre leg, as it right? sounds. What? Is there any? But you weren't sure if he was pulling your leg or something. I'm sure. Right? Well, he we definitely wasn't. No, but okay. it was like um, just even the delivery I found humorous. So I yeah. had to just sort of bite my tongue. <laughs> I was like, so, so that's like a pulling teeth one. Did is there anybody who like after the fact after you put all this work in, in, into a book was like, oh, we can't print that. We can't. I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff that doesn't make an end. 
that you can't really talk about or, or well, put in there. There's one that I was uh, embroiled in a lawsuit uh, yeah. to, to talk get about it. paid. Courtney I actually, Love, can't, right? I can't Oh, you can't talk about, talk about it. it. Okay, sorry. I really can't talk I'll about it. I'll edit that part out. Yeah, but no, no, that's fine. Is that still going on? No, no, no. But it's over? We settled. You settled? Okay. You got, got your money? I got what I deserve. Can you say which I... of the artists it was or that you were? Oh, with? no, it was Courtney Love. It was in the papers. Let's just pretend it I can say that we... That never happened. No, no. $100,000 maybe? Yeah. I can contractually owed me right now this went on for years it took about a full year well the book was three years it's yeah. fully written no one's ever going to see it unfortunately that's oh, really? crazy. Oh, so how much oh, it's juicy pages. stuff do you it's, know about like nirvana gonna, and kirk kobe that no one no else idea. knows i'm no gonna idea. see it I'm can we talk about home. it off the air <laughs> <laughs> i know where you live maybe B. maybe <laughs> i mean she i mean if you write a book with courtney love this is supposed to be like you know to, telling about her life to all, i'm sure yeah. a big portion of tell it. all yep and, uh, um, and it you was must very, know some the things you know, man. Yeah, it was very uh, the reason why I was into it because it was very rock and roll focused. So right. it's just like that, Courtney. You know, the one that I think was significant for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And 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 really, I did it because uh, I wanted to get as close as possible to, to Kurt, and I wanted to know what the hell was up. Yeah. So, so your best bet so is to go to Francis Bean at this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think you so know, what, talking uh, to anyone did from she, that family. Did she insist I'm on cool you, with that too? Did good. she insist on you editing out the chapter of how she killed Kirk? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're insisting that you edit that part out. <laughs> well, just let's just do. A little, I have no let's opinion. Let's do a little voice ID to make sure that I didn't say that. <laughs> that, that was, That's all that this is John Hulhan speaking. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> it's all part of the settlement. <laughs> yeah, can't talk about it. It's all part of the settlement. Yep. Well, you write this book, and then. Uh, you, you, you never hear back, and then she's writing a book with somebody else, and you don't know what the hell's going on. You only get paid half the money, something like that. That's what I think. And this is John yeah, Houlihan that's, speaking. That's public knowledge. I'm just yeah. reading from the internet here. I'm not <laughs> putting words in Anthony's mouth. It was the whole book. Yeah, the whole book. <laughs> now, when you, when you write a book like that, when you when you write any of these books, how how large is the book when you like submit it? It's it's like is it three times the length it's going to be before um, the editor gets to it? Uh, I've kind of got it. You know, I've been doing this for 10 years i did my first book in 2002 so yeah. i kind of know what i want to do going in and um there's some amazing editors i've worked at many different publishers i don't it would be awesome if i had like my one person and they always bought the book and that'd be great the right. person who edited my first book on eminem was named carrie thornton she's incredible if i could have done every book um with her she'd be great there's been some other great ones along the way anyway um, I sort of taught myself to try to like do most of the editing myself as much as possible. Yeah. And I try to turn it in at the length I think it should be in. Oh, but okay. how did how did you get like like what afforded you the credentials to actually like gain access to these people? He started actually like, was there like a particular giving like, coffee to people at Rolling Stone and look at him now. <laughs> Forget the <laughs> no, but was there was like was there like a breakthrough article? Was there something like that people have read uh, that you worked on that really um, the like, M and M thing maybe? Yeah, I mean the M and M book was my first book. It hit the New York Times bestseller list. It was like but how did you get the opportunity? to do that Eminem book? Uh, I was a staff writer at Rolling Stone for eight years. And when oh, you okay. when you first yeah. wrote about Eminem, no one knew about him, right? And they gave yeah. you like a break. They're like, okay, you could write this little blurb about him or You whatever. said you got Pretty a tape. Much. Who'd you get the tape from? 
Uh, my friend from LA. Who nice. Like, like taped it what, when he was freestyling. Was it was like 96, 97. Shit. It was on the wake you up mean show. if you would have gotten my tape in uh, 83, <laughs> I could have been Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> Mario, don't badger the Do guest. Wanna, All right, you, one question at a time. Everybody. Do you want to drop some verses on me, Mario? <laughs> oh, what, no. What, squeeze what gang, maybe later. Maybe later. All right. Yeah, I mean, we go <laughs> by the name of the Squeeze Gang. We'll show you how we do our thing. Oh, We're going to rock. We're going to sing. We're gonna make your body shake and swing. Mario, Jimmy C, and Bur- I forgot it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I forgot man. it. No, it's pretty good. Guess who's no. back and got the fresh rap like Dragon Style? I'm gonna set you all back. There he is. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I, can get I do that have a to, question for you. A serious question, Anthony. To, to, I have a serious question. Yeah, okay. Forget the credentials. How do you like write well? Because like other people have talent. So were you in school? Were you in writing? Did you? Uh, you just teach yourself to write well, or how did the whole writing begin? Because was, it's an art. art. Writing well is an art. Yeah, um, I, you know, I've always been a big reader, and I was a, I was a history major. That's really what it is. I was really into that. I was like the only guy who liked doing term papers. So right. nerd alert. Um, but yes. What so, high school did you go? Uh, I went to Friends Academy in Long Island. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh, fancy. Yeah, a little bit. Look at you. Yeah. I don't know. My <laughs> well, parents had one fancy. kid, you know. <laughs> um, but but I really like doing that. And so I was a history major, and you write a lot of papers. Right. And then I kind of never put it together until later that I could basically do that and do that about music. And I've just been obsessed with music since I was a kid. So Do you find yourself writing to the audience? Like a, uh, if you write an Artie Lang book, do you feel like... You're writing to like uh, the Stern Show audience, and then you write a book yes. about uh, Mick Fleetwood. You feel like you're writing to the Fleetwood Mac audience, and do you change the change kind of the vocabulary level <laughs> to, to or the, meet the well, tone? Like, do, you know, is it is it insulting to be like, ah, well, maybe Artie's uh, audience isn't as intelligent as like the Fleetwood Mac audience? Who are these people buying the books? Do you have to think about the, uh, you know? Yeah, I think the I mean that's, that's absolutely. I mean that's a reality. And and when I'm co-writing, I'm writing in that person's voice. So yeah. I'm trying to be as much you know like them on the page as possible. So so that sort of comes with the territory, you know, like Mick Fleetwood, older English gent in his sixties. You know, it's sort of like different. Has lived you're it almost all like and, an actor in a way that you have to like. Become I like say that all the time. It is like that. Did that's, you live with him for nine months too? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the walls, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can use the bathroom outside. Yeah. <laughs> Pond yeah. would be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, how long uh, is it, did the Mick Fleetwood uh, book come out yet, or are you working on that? Uh, you know, that came out last uh, October. Oh, came nice. Out about over How's a that doing? Um, it did okay. It like you know, it basically he because Fleetwood Mac was on tour, he didn't really do. Uh, you know, it's crazy. A lot of these books. The publishers put out so much stuff that if, unless the person is right there to really like get out there and you know mm-hmm. pound the pavement and publicize it, yeah. some of them can even can disappear and then they uh, they have a life eventually or like over time. But he was really busy with the tour and uh, didn't really do as much of his publicity. As he said well, that's he a great to. luxury of writing the Artie books that he could plug it on the air exactly. during the Stern show. It's like automatic. He doesn't even have to do a book tour or something. You, just, you know. Yeah, and also Artie likes to do and he's going to do this again like comedy tour book signing. Right, you know, sort of at the same time, and that's like that's gold for for moving moving units, <laughs> moving units, it's baby. The music, sell the merch, yeah, trade, merch, baby, merch. <laughs> Getting those CDs off the racks. <laughs> what are you working on now? 
Uh, Artie Lang three. No way. Yeah, <laughs> the return. There's that a guy. full third. Oh Damn. yeah. That well, guy's a one, cash cow. You know, this every... one has a theme. This one has a theme. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. Compulsive gambling. Oh, nice. Because uh, <laughs> these guys know a little bit about. When that. you drop oh, one yeah. vice, you go harder at the other one. You know. Well, this was he. He realized this in his um, in his sobriety. <laughs> As Tracy Morgan was saying, <laughs> uh, when he when he got sort of sober, he sort of realized that like gambling was his first vice, um, and uh, that was like the thrill that he eventually you know it was even more thrilling to but gamble that he's been on gam- cocaine. But he's <laughs> been gambling with everything, exactly. Yeah, like so I'm gambling with life. I'm exactly. gambling. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the whole metaphor. Uh, you yeah, tapped yeah. into so, it, Pat. Mm-hmm. I think you're ahead of uh, you yeah, are I'm pretty good. And it's yeah, pretty Mario. Good. Would you like to rap some more? <laughs> Run DMC, starts me, the Disco 4, the Treacherous 3, Scorpio and Melly Mel, just two of the five I know so well. Thank you. Yeah, Mario. That's I think old school. We, we got to get your tape out. I can get it to Paul Rosenberg, Eminem's manager. You know, it's you know, over. It's <laughs> over. You try to hear him make, sing. Make right a Sarrow great again. That's my motto. <laughs> you should try to hear him sing the, the Bee Gees. <laughs> He's good at that. Like the high notes? Yeah, and the lows. Whoa, uh, so terrifying. I really what what I want to know about a lot is uh, you living with Tommy Lee for nine months. <laughs> like you say, People the other, the Artie <laughs> books take two or three months, and then you have to live with Tommy Lee for nine months. What, what goes on? Well, that take, was the can first. You take co-write. us through it a little bit. Yeah, so that was the first co-write. So it was that very, was your first one. Yeah. And how did, did Tommy Lee approach you, or his agent says, "Oh, this guy's good. We should get him." Or here's what happened. So I did my first book. Uh, it was a bestseller. Got me a lot of attention. Um, I wanted to get like a that was the M and M book. Yeah, the M M&M and M book uh-huh. exactly. Um, so I wanted to get a different. I don't know, like how many like bestsellers agent. are you up to right now? Eight. Wow, nice. fucking amazing. You're Anthony. sitting here with us. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. I like you. Guys. Yeah, but too, <laughs> too fat to, to fish hit uh, New York Times number one when it is immediately upon release, I believe, and it was up yep. there for like 24 weeks. It so. was indeed, it's and sick. then it hit, Sorry, went again it. when it, in paperback. So I'm counting, uh, counting that. God. <laughs> you have a million dollars? <laughs> Are you a millionaire? Uh, nah. Give me $10. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you got, you got I hear, I, hear uh, I got a bet on your you lost pronunciation. I got to make it back. That's he's called so, putting good money after bet. He's, up, he's upset that he lost the fiver. You got a nice watch, though. It's like the VIG. Was that Tag Hoya? No, it's actually my dad's Rolex from the 70s. Wow. It's badass. Beautiful. Wait, you. you were telling us about how you wrote the Eminem book, and yeah. then and then you were moving on to doing something different, and you were no. about to tell sex stories, weren't no, you? No, wait, we're going into the Tom. <laughs> <about> Tommy, <laughs> Mary. That's what I'm waiting for. Anthony <laughs> is living with Tommy Lee for nine months. Let's okay, so I, I write the Eminem book, um, gets a lot of attention. I went to, I was thinking of getting a new agent, and I someone I used to work with at uh, Rolling Stone was worked for a book agent, and this guy was like, "Listen, I have a situation." I think it'd be perfect for, but I will only do it if you sign on with me. And uh, Tommy had been working with a writer called Lon Friend. Who yeah, I mean, sure. You guys probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work out, and they'd parted ways, and uh, they needed someone to kind of come in, and basically they, that was kind of how it happened. And after that, I mean, it's just, but, you know, then I was, my agent would find stuff or people would call them, and uh, I, I'm lucky enough that I had a, enough sort of success that people, you know, it just kind of happens. And I approach people, too. Do you? Yeah. yeah Unsolicited? Absolutely. Totally. Nice. Well, yeah. you have the I resume was, now where you could just kind of do it. And yeah. If they yeah. say no, they say no, right? Yeah. Is, I mean, I was after Bowie for years. Oh, man. And, that would have been and great. And Prince as well. Yeah. Really? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually had a meeting once with one of his former managers. 
um, about he wanted to do a book at the uh, remember when like the Aztec calendar was ending and yes. everybody was like yeah. free. Oh, it shit. was like A two K or whatever. Yeah, I kept walking, <laughs> walking past those people in Penn Station like ah, oh, guys, just trying to get to work, guy, and get out of my way. Yeah, so <laughs> the he, world's ending. I'm like, yeah, every day, every day, every day, my world is ending. I'm on my way to work. It's five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Go after yourself. Bad time. <laughs> get so, it over with. So he wanted had some things he wanted to say about that. Um, and it was like there was a publisher lined up. It was the religious imprint. Of Party Harper like it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so he didn't want to talk about his life at all. And they were meeting writers, and I, I met this woman, and I was like, "All right, I see it like this. It's like the world according to Prince, because he's really into Egypt." And I had, like I studied crazy. I studied like Africa and the Middle East in college. So I was just like, you know. My dad was like, the fuck are you doing with my money? Yeah, <laughs> anyway. You're super nerded out. Oh, dude, nobody, a nerd. nobody's, I'm a huge nerd. That's good, though, because nobody's studying that. So you're like specialized. And you're well, the guy. I loved history, and that's like you don't get taught any of that in high no. sh- in American school. Right. So it's the only part of the world I hadn't studied anything about. So I was like, How many times could you read about a duel between two Jadrules on your Weehawk? He spent a lot of time at the Met. He spent a lot of time at the Met. Yeah. It's amazing, right? You could learn anything about history. Yeah. Who won the I, Boer Wars? Could do forever. <laughs> um, the, the British, I don't know. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's an early start. It's an early That's start right. to the Ryan game. Yeah, really. Gallipoli, great movie. About him. <laughs> yes. um, anyway, so the Prince thing, I'll just say this quick because it was crazy. But apparently, he really had this whole Egypt thing, and right. really had feelings about what was going to happen. And, and yeah, I guess now that you that. say it, the and symbol is super yeah, into it. Iconography. Yep. And then he just fired that that manager who looked like Apollonia, by the way. He surrounded himself with <laughs> women, <laughs> like really hot women. He definitely had a type. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, he had a yeah. type. Agreed. Yeah, mm. and it was really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know English one, two, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Greatest movie. How many times have you seen The Godfather? <laughs> oh, I don't know, like hundred. I, I watched the. Uh, I watched the. Um, the chronologically correct one, just for the. What'd you guys think of that? I've never seen the movie at all. Uh, I had it on cable. Oh, yeah, the other day. Yeah, I don't yeah. have seven hours to put together like that. Oh, uh, what I was it called? It. Yeah, it's weird. We talked it's like about the it. Like the Godfather. The yeah, I saw God, it. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but I didn't watch it. But what would you think of it? It's weird. I right? mean, I just kind of dropped in because it is. You're right. Seven it, hours. And, um, you can't, and, and then you can't change it because it's on. Never. If it's ever on, it stays on. Oh yeah. The, the Departed is a little bit like that for me too. Right. But in a different way. It's a. Um, yeah. But it was, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I like Godfather 2 the best because I love the time switch with yeah. different yeah, actors. And mm-hmm. missing that part, I was kind of like, I don't know. Godfather yeah. 3 I, I don't still, think there was a reason to fuck with it. I just don't know why they did. But. Godfather 3 is still all at the end of the movie, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, you can leave it that way. You can turn it over. 100%. Yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> I tried to watch. I watched. You the, haven't seen it? I, no. Well, I won't say. I don't want to spoil it. I watched the first 15 Why? minutes, and the first 10 minutes of it is scenes from the first two movies, which right. is fine with me. Right, right. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. doing like, is like one of those catch-up things yeah. in case you haven't seen. Exactly. And then they <laughs> get, then there's a wedding. Previously <laughs> in the Godfather series. <laughs> and then like there's Anthony LaPaglia, who I have no problem with, and then he's there and they're at a wedding and Al Pacino's old and he's doing his shtick. He gets to like the Pacino stage of ah. you know the, the Pacino that we know oh, and yeah, I'm just yeah. like I, I, don't, I don't know oh, man wow. all the mystique is gone <laughs> I'm convinced Al Pacino died and they replaced him with the, some kind of, kind of uh, cartoon character because he's not Michael Corleone those, I know he's one yeah. of those Boston Dynamics robots <laughs> Boston yeah. there's a man who needs there's, a book there's all, all the outtakes are oh, like Pacino. people trying to knock him over and the he, fuck he, he himself 
<laughs> That's funny. Has there ever been anybody that approached you to do a book and you like didn't really want to or had to turn them down? Good question. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Um, I turned down. Uh, Anthony Kiedis from the Red oh, Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, you were you were going to be the scar tissue author. But yeah, you turned... <laughs> uh, I was. I had other stuff, and I couldn't really commit. Um, and I'm also not the biggest Chili Peppers yeah. fan. Yeah, my friend uh, like I really read like the book. The music, and he was it's re- a really good book though. He, it, David, I've heard it. David good. Ritz did a great job. It's a good book, but uh, he was so embarrassed reading it in public that he drew a Hitler mustache and eye patch on. Anthony Kiedis <laughs> on the co- on the cover while he was like reading it at the bus stop. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> Who do you got your? Fingers, I heard it's good. Who do you got your fingers crossed for right now that you me get to tell that? Yeah, story? like ideally, who who's the you? ultimate Prince and David Bowie? Well, uh, let's see how that worked out. Posthumously, whatever that word is. I've been trying to work on Jimmy Page. Ooh. That'd be cool. And I and uh, my take was, and I've been in touch with his management. Was they were like not sure he's ready to do the whole thing, and I just wanted to do a book called "Listening to the Blues with Jimmy Page," like because hmm. he's obviously how has about an incredible so record you just collection. Want, I want right. to how about call it, talk about the blues. Let's just do that. That's it. Call it turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question, Mary. Because when you say that, I want to ask Anthony. That should be the Bob Seger. Have you ever story. put right. so much <laughs> right <laughs> turn yeah, the page? The Bob Seger <laughs> book. Do you do you ever put so much work into a book? And I, you don't choose the title, right? Does the editor make up some title? Or I strongly you, suggest. You titles, strongly suggest, and but had, the, the it, publisher chooses the cover and can and and the artist, obviously. So do you ever work so hard at something and then they and you're like, God damn it, they put this goofy title on this book, man, which I just hate. Uh, that is not happening, but it has happened in translation of my work. In France, my, <laughs> yeah, in France, my Eminem book, uh, which is called "Whatever You Say I Am," is called uh, "Blanc Comme Le Rap," which means <laughs> "white like rap." Wow. <laughs> Essentially, in English, "white like rap." That's white the like Mario the rap. Sorrow story. And I had these huge. Art, I was like, "What are you doing? What do you? Wh- how?" And they said it would it would really play with uh, the, like the French those, reading audience. Like, that's oh, one of those oh, like like they couldn't sell the Nova and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, kind yes, of a, it exactly. means no good. Wait, wait, that was a Ryan game one time, wasn't it? Exactly. You gave us foreign uh, titles, and we had to figure out yeah. what the oh, hell yeah. they were. That was great. It's kind of a goofy thing. I'd be pissed off about these goofy titles. Like, okay, so you're 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 writing a Courtney Love book, and the the book has to be deemed like the girl with the most cake. Or you're writing a. Anthony Kiedis book and not you, but and it's got to be scar tissue. Like I don't know, it just the, it's the, like the so Courtney, my title cliched. For, yeah, yeah, no, my title. They should just Courtney call it like um, the the Artie book. The Artie book. <laughs> what does "Too Fat to Fish" mean? Am I missing something? Uh, his dad. A, go ahead. I don't that know. was his mom. Uh, actually, his, yeah. Go, somebody take it. Let me do it. I think, right. uh, yeah. Go uh, ahead. His mother said that to him because. Um, <laughs> because his dad was gone, and uh, his uh, boss, when he was a longshoreman, wanted to take him fishing. And she was like, just you know, freaking out. And Artie obviously is not in shape and all this stuff, but she was freaking no. out and worried that like he was gonna die. So she's like, "You're not going fishing. You are too fat to fish. <laughs> you are gonna fucking drown. You're not going fishing." Artie was always fat. <laughs> so, Poor Artie. Oh, no, yeah. he was skinny in the dirty was, work days and stuff. He was yeah. way skinny uh, when he made the movie, the the softball movie, the baseball movie. What was that? We I saw that in the theater with Pat. We drank gin and tonics. <laughs> At Beerly. Yeah, Beerly. And oh my God. So we're, Anthony, we're in the movie. We're, in, we're, we're watching, <laughs> we're watching Beer League, right? And we're, it's during the, it's like one o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. And me and Pat are like, let's get like vodka or something. We're drinking in the movie and we're watching it. And the movie's hilarious. I love Beerly. It's really good. The, the, the people in front of us brought like 
six, seven, and ten-year-olds with them to the movie. Don't. What, what really stood out to, to me was don't. No, no, it was beer one, league in the middle of the day. The, and there's one, a woman shooting ping pong balls out of her uh, vagina. Yeah. And here's the, here's what really stood out. Nick DiPaolo's doing coke. It was one dude. So it was. It was. There was one identifiable adult, and he brought all these children with him. Yeah. Like, so I don't like know a, like, like if it was like walker? some self-hating thing. <laughs> like, there weren't all his just... kids. It was like, oh, I'll bring your kid to the movies for the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, like, wow. but that's like the house you go to, and, like that has like too many. You guys, snacks. right? That's why you need foreign parents. And you guys like, had <laughs> gin and tonics, and they were messing up your buzz, right? We, we came out of the <laughs> out of that movie, and the, the sun was out, and we were like, "What do you want to do now?" And me and Pat are like, "I don't know, nothing. Let's go home." We this were smoking sucks. in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> It was like nine-year-olds in front of us. And, of course, John and I are in dad mode like, oh, this guy really wants to It ruined the whole divorced. movie for me because yeah, I'm yeah. like, I have kids. And I'm like, this is fucked up that you brought your kid to this movie, dude. Like, fuck. <laughs> and not only did you bring your kid, you brought somebody else's kid. And so, they're going to go home, like, warped. So your point is that Artie Lang was skinny at this, mo- oh, in this movie. Oh, yes. He was, he he was, was in shape. Yeah, but that was drug-induced Artie, probably. No, no. When I he was a he, kid, he was probably that was he was fat. <laughs> right? What am I? My favorite I don't child. know. No, I think. Well, well when if he, he was too fat to fish, he had to be a portly child. If you read Too Fat to Fish when he goes to Toronto to film the movie. Dirty work. Uh, he was co- completely sober at the beginning of that, and he was like, "I'm never doing coke again and stuff." And he was in good. He was in shape. Yeah. Me, me and John go fishing every year, and he always tries to get me to fish. Now I'll just tell him I'm too, too fat. fat. You're to too fish. dumb to fish. Like, <laughs> already, already made that like his mantra. Like when you try to get into clubs in L.A. with like a girl, I'm too be fat. Like, they're like, "No." He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm too fat to fish." Like, <laughs> he actually his LLC is named that and everything. So it's like it's his it's his thing. Yeah, you better have Whatever a limited liability I'm, company. I'm, yeah. And so when that you, title came from the book from you. You you that was you, all his one of your idea. suggestion. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that was him. That That's was nice. totally already when he had the whole concept for that down. Now, when Norm, Norm was on the Stern show one time, and uh, and a caller called in, and he's like, "Hey, Dirty Work or Dirty Work is a horrible movie. It's not funny." And Norm just goes, "Yeah, well, that movie made like a million dollars." Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Thank you. <laughs> and everybody sucking sand. Best best scene ever. Oh, he, man. He's actually performing tonight, by the way. Is he? Norm? Yeah, no, uh, John, John, John Rickles. Rickles. I saw I him. John Rickles. I, like... <laughs> I saw him about a year ago in uh, what's it called Westchester. Why? Why did you see him a year ago? Because you sent me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you sent me. And you charged him for his own birthday thing. I did. <laughs> I did. This is your birthday present. You owe me $200. <laughs> Thanks, man. He was good, though, right? He was great. You know, he had to sit in a chair. He was frail. and uh, But they played, you know, I don't know. He was great. He's Don Rickles. He's Don Rickles. Enough said. It's, uh, Enough said. Wait, so you were, you were saying before uh, Courtney Love's original working title. What was that? Oh, uh... My suggestion was last bitch standing. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's good. Like like that. a little more rock. Should really, I, they they turned down. I'm going to sue this cunt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Oh. sorry, sorry. I'll tell you, say what you will, dude. She's got a badass rock and roll voice, man. Well, she I know. Was there any? Off. Let me she, ask you yeah. this. Without yeah. you don't have to say too much. She can yell. Was there anything <laughs> in the book about the? Uh, I'm sure because I know you were a big Smashing Pumpkins fan when you were in college, right? Yes, very much so. Um, is there anything? Did you read my bio. Where'd you find his? MySpace? I, I do research, man. <laughs> it was on my Friendster. <laughs> oh, it was on his Friendster. 
Remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, I do. You missed the I'm production totally on your friends. It's all research. So I know, listen, I, I don't know what era that was. Probably like Siamese Dream or something. I was a Smashing Pumpkins fan yeah. from Gish to that album. And yeah. uh, the um, the rumors that, that Billy Corgan pretty much wrote... Uh, What's the uh, with the big hole? Live through this. Live through this. Celebrity skin. No, celebrity skin. <laughs> or pretty much wrote like every song except for maybe one or two on the well, album. That, is, is there anything true? about that? Do you know anything about it? Can you say anything about? it? Well, I can say something that is has nothing to do with the book. Right. If you look yeah. at the liner notes, he's credited as a co-writer on like like, like most of the eighty per, eighty percent. Oh right, so it's not a secret. No. Okay. But do you still like Billy Corgan? Or do you think he's become a total jackal? No, I I mean, you ever meet him? Uh, I met him finally recently. Was, was, he, really, a, was he a dick? No, he no. was. He was. Uh, he was a really like kind of. It was like total rock star moment. Actually, it was uh, uh, at Webster Hall. I just want to say that finally recently is my favorite Oasis record. <laughs> 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 Me too. <laughs> It's their reunion record. <laughs> but he was cool. He was chill. Uh, he was. It was awesome. He was literally. I mean, he's he's a big, tall dude. He was in a white robe because he had showered. It was in like I guess yeah. There must be a shower. It was in Webster Hall, and he was sitting there like eating sushi. And the room was like full of people. And I knew someone finally who who works with him. And I just I'd never met him. I'd interviewed other people in the band, and and uh, I finally got to meet him. That's and cool. I was like. You know, he was he was kind of like talking to me, but not really. And I, then I was like, I saw you play at Lounge Acts before you had a drummer when you were just playing beats on a loop out of a beatbox. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden he was like, okay. And then we had a real conversation. <laughs> oh, I was you, like, yeah, you broke him. You broke him with that one, yeah. Because I went to school out there, and that was like, they were just coming up. I went to school from like um, 91 to 93. Where'd you go? Uh, Northwestern. Oh, okay. So they were. Um, oh, so you're a Chicago you know, guy. You're yeah. one of those guys who went to Chicago College. Yes. And I love Chicago. Yeah, Chicago sure. It's awesome. It is. It's a great place. We just got back from there. Me nice. too. It's a good time to go. Don't go in February, as I yeah. found yeah. out. When I visited the campus, I was like, this place is amazing. Look, it's on the water, and everyone's playing volleyball. And they're like, yeah, that lasts <laughs> no, about 20 minutes. You move into the dorm, and Everybody it's like snow forever. All yeah. three like fast, six, fast forward to January, and it's like... Oh, God. Six feet of snow, wind, or 100, 100 degrees and humidity. Yeah. And then you got like three nice days in there. I was, I tell, I was telling you the write-up about the, the whole PRF crew, and these guys just played that big festival out there oh, like last week. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. But I was not there. No. <laughs> we were there. I told somebody the story earlier about the John and I were doing our f the first record we did with Steve Albini. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about that. And uh, stop talking about me. And, <laughs> uh, but we were so we're in electrical audio. There's like bunks, so there's like rooms that you can stay in, whatever. And we're all like, you know, it's like food trans in there. <laughs> yeah, but we're all like set up, you know, like like in these dorms, and. Um, there's phones in the, and they're all wired into the intercom system and it just went Steve Albini Cheap Trick is at the front door they're looking for their tapes <laughs> Steve Cheap Trick is at the front door looking for their tapes and now we're hungover and I leap up out of bed that's like, amazing sit bolt upright I'm like <gasps> Cheap Trick is in the building dude <gasps> come on completely dude. losing it and, but, but then but the, all you can hear is because all the rooms are in a row you all hear our, all three of our phones ringtones <laughs> yeah. we're all texting each like, other bro, <laughs> cheap, cheap, cheap tricks in the building what do we do should we I'm play it cool go upstairs. Yeah. you go upstairs do you ever get starstruck Anthony doing these interviews oh, and stuff or do you just sure. kind of like it's become old hat where you're like I am yeah no man I'm a fan first it's right. like I'm always like you know I, I mean I, I've trained myself to be chill yeah but 
you know, there's definitely moments where I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, like if you patting <laughs> myself on the back. If, like, you, ah. if you sat down with time. Prince or David Bowie, could you even that like, would be tough. keep it together to try to be professional and write stuff down? Or would you just be freaking out all the time? That would be tough. That'd those be tough, two, right? if I actually got those, I would probably freak out. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> that would be tough. Also, I know from um, Anthony DeCurtis, one of my mentors at Rolling Stone, when I when he's an old school writer, he interviewed Prince, I think, <clears throat> in the... Late 80s, early 90s. They, they reprinted his piece, actually, recently uh, after Prince's passing. And, and it he, was really good. It was great. But yeah. he told me when he went there to, to Paisley Park, they took away all of his tape recorders. Like, yeah. They were like, none of that. And they handed him, like, he had to use a yellow pad and their pencils. <laughs> and he had to give the pencil back when he left. You're only allowed to use a wire recorder. So he wrote that story just furiously taking notes the old on what Prince way. was saying so I you know I want I don't know if it would but that be was like an incredible that, story but Prince, that, it was fucking awesome that, great no, but, but like but like Prince took him cruising around and he he, he met his dad and like it was yeah. all like you know like yeah. It was like it was always like like Prince really wanted to establish That's the thing that like, that's yeah. got that's got to kind of like, kill you cuz you know that like if if Prince decided to open up that week or that day it would be all open, you know, like, he yeah, well, do he, it. and he did sign up to do a book and I was completely like heartbroken, but he did sign up to do a book with a kid who'd never written a book before, hmm. who was the web editor of the Paris review, a very mm. wonderful literary publication and, and a good website. But, um, and the drummer in a, like a kind of really average band, and because of course I was like, "Who is this fucking guy?" Why is it? Why is it in me? Why is it in me? I've been on this web for, editor. Yeah, I was like, oh, "Well, he must have written some stuff." And I'm like, "Never <laughs> nope. published a fucking book." Oh, it was like, exactly. Yeah, what what year was this? Uh, no, it's this, not real. It was now. He was supposed to be working now. on it for oh, 2017, man. and he was wow. ready to. He had this new manager, um, this very young. Also beautiful girl. Who looked uh, exactly like Apollonian. Not as much as the other ones. <laughs> the other two that I had met. But um, but yeah, so they were they didn't even get started. They didn't even do one interview yet. But so they signed the book deal and, and this guy was gonna do it. What's the deal when you sign a book deal like I was that crying. and, and your the subject uh, becomes deceased, does the author still get paid like some kind of money or is it just uh, see you later? No idea. I mean, book right. goes book goes away. Publishers don't want to pay for they're not getting products. Right, but what if you uh, is it customary to get kind of an, an advance and you start yeah. to start on the book and then do you have to get, you don't have to give that back? <laughs> uh, no, certain people think you should, but uh, uh, if you don't, if you you know perhaps don't do. They something. might try. Um, yeah, no, basically that's it's it's that's how it works. There's Anthony, like, you go ahead. Well, no, well, we got to ask you a question that our our fan base is dying to know. What was it right like reading uh, writing a book with slash? Uh. <laughs> is this the one that has awesome. a lot of sex? <laughs> You're obsessed. No, this is the one that has a lot of drugs. Oh, all right, yeah. I like that. Um, Slash was incredible. Uh, I that I love that book um, and that process. Um, I caught him right when he was uh, he was out of rehab, and at that period in his life, I met him when he was not through rehab. Right. Um, yeah. And we had. And this, like, you, you don't strike me as a drug guy. <laughs> when, when you're no, when you're an immersed in, in, immersed in this world, do you kind of like it? And you want to become the person? Are you method acting? And you're like, ah, well, I'll do some lines with these guys. Yeah, do you go full camera and crowd? Well, if I was doing that with Slash, I would not be sitting here. Right. If I was going <laughs> to method act, even like a third of what that guy did in his lifetime, wow. I would be way dead. Right. Um. I mean, you know, like hang out. I mean, Tommy. All right. Or yeah, better way. Well, to put I'll give it, you like, two different versus the other. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. I mean, living with Tommy. 
Tommy Lee. Um, not this Tommy. <laughs> we don't live together. Um, That's he, the real he was, Tommy Rockstar. He yeah. was Sorry, very, Tom. very uh, to earn his trust. I said, let me, let me, let me put it this way. You're like an there's undercover, undercover cop. Yeah, kind of. Well, there's a way to. Yeah, there's a way to. Yeah, there's a trust earning thing that happens in the process. I can never figure out. Like, I, like starting from the outside, you're not going to know when it happens. It, it's it's as I get to know people. Um, but there is a moment when that happens, and generally that's when things like open up. If the book's going to be good, I don't get. I've only not gotten there with like two out of the people I've worked with. But um, if it's going to be good, that moment's going to happen. Tommy Lee, at the time, he basically, you know, was giving me stuff. But I realized in retrospect, he basically wanted to see if I could live like him. <laughs> And still do my job, which yeah. we're friends like to this day. I talk day, to him all the time. Pull, he was pulling the Keith Richards move, essentially. Yeah, pretty Can much. you hang? Yeah. Pretty much. It's like the game in the dirt put together. Yeah, he always tells people, he's like, yeah, this is Bozo. We went on tour and we oh, never so. left my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that summer was like. It was fucking insane. I would just like to so, point out that Anthony Bozo showed up with Tommy Lee at one of the bars in Williamsburg two months ago, and he just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, how, ma- how many times did you get laid at Tommy Lee's house? Are you a single guy? You're a married guy? What you, which is uh, it? I got laid a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> I had okay. Here's the best part. I had been in a relationship, and the uh, the girl uh, I was dating broke up with me. Subsequently, you know, told me that she slept with James Eha from the Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> knowing oh, how wow. much I like the pumpkins. Okay, right. and I was like, and then and then said she wanted to get back together. I didn't call her. You should have been like, I, I didn't know, know no, you're no. into chicks. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I, the next phone call I made to her, she was like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "I'm living with Tommy Lee. I'm not getting back. We're not getting back together. I don't know when I'll be home. Later. You should just move on." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "It's the best. It's the best. It's the best." We're still friends. She's happily married now. Good for her. But uh, but yeah. Um. So well, with Tommy, it was basically like you know, if he didn't want to answer a question, he'd be like, "You got to do a shot." Really? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, at like eleven in the morning. So I was like doing shots of Jack Daniels. That's how oh, I ended up man. living there. Because has he, he so he felt? Me. Dude, he's got this gene, the extra rock star gene. Motherfucker! Like, it's not, it's not right. He I drink a shot up. of whiskey, it goes straight to my ass. He could, he could be stuck upside down on a roller coaster for hours. <laughs> yeah, Dude, by the way, I'd like to point out that he was at that show and I was at that show. We were yeah. both at the show. I know we you were at that yeah. show, Tommy. So was he. Yeah. The dog in the yard next door knows you were at the show. <laughs> so now you hang out with Tommy and you bring him to Williamsburg? Oh, That's yeah, amazing. We're, we're really good friends. Yeah, so I went to this bar, Rock and Rolla, when it opened, and there's a picture of Tommy and Stephen Piercy from Rat, like really high up in the thing, and I took a picture of it because um, Tommy's like 18. He's got one. The way you can tell how old he is is how many tattoos he has. Right. He just had his one tattoo, which <laughs> is like a tree with rings. It's like Mighty Mouse going through a bass drum. That was yeah. the one he got when he was like yeah. 17. Went down a Sunset Strip tattoo. So I took a picture, and he's like, holy fuck, where is that? And so I told him about the bar. This is the kind of guy he is. It's two and a half years later, he came. He did a DJ gig. He stayed an extra day to just hang with me. He's like, I want to like hang in Williamsburg. We're going to like just chill and That's go to right. your spots. And and he, I didn't even bring it up. He's like, where's that bar? And I'm like, what bar? He's like, you know the bar with the picture of me. I'm like, he's like, I want to fucking go there. <laughs> I want to drink like, at the bar that has my picture hanging up. Exactly. See so, my picture? So, I mean, the whole bar is like devoted. I mean, back me up. It's like That's devoted right. to basically like all uh, it's, things. If you guys don't oh, know, yeah. Rock and Roll is the new trash bar. So one of the owners of Trash moved over to Rock and opened up that. So it's like kind of the reincarnation of that sort of ish. So that's that was there. So we kind of snuck in there. That day we went, we, um, we went to brunch. And then we're <laughs> with Tommy. <laughs> brunch. Had some cocktails. Been. 
and then we're walking by and uh, walking by a uh, Grand Victory, and there was like a, one of those like hardcore, you know, eight bucks four bands, and he's like, "Let's fucking go in." Awesome. So we like went in, like nobody really even realized who he was. It was hilarious. Um, went right to the front and just like thrashed out. Then we went to Rock and Rolla. Meanwhile, I'm freaking out at home, being like, "Fuck." So we go there, and you know, he just kind of snuck in and was like, he loved the drinks, like whatever. And we're kind of hanging there, and slowly realize that every single girl bartender that works in all of their bars yep. is slowly amassing in the corner. And then, like, <laughs> then they came over and asked for pictures. And there's a picture of um, he and That's Nikki uh, above the bar, and Nikki's pouring Jack into his mouth. And uh, our friend Bebe, right. who, uh, who's one of the managers and all yep. that stuff, she was like, can I take a picture with you? And he goes, only if we reenact that photo and you gotta play me. So it's like, it's like 5.30 <laughs> nice. on a Saturday. It's starting to get full, and Tommy Lee walks in, into the bar, and she's standing there under the picture. He grabs a bottle of Jack and just takes the pour out and throws it like in the middle of this crowd of people. And everyone's like, <gasps> and he just like takes her face and just starts dumping it in. Yeah. <laughs> and it, as the crowd goes wild, it was funny. So was funny. That, but he's like, a, he's like a bro like that. Yeah. You mentioned, but you mentioned Stephen Piercy. Can yes. you uh, uh, dispel uh, the rumor that the reason, uh, uh, what's his face, was in the was in the video for Round and Round. Tommy Lee? The, no, 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 no. The cool. old the old comedian. Don Rickles. Oh, right. No, it wasn't Sam Kennedy. I know who you're talking about. No, no, about. it was supposed to be his uh his uncle. Oh, uh, 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 he's in the beginning. Yeah, of the, he's got a huge dick. The, uh, yeah, exactly. Large slot. Milton Burrow. Milton Burrow. Miltron Burrow. Miltron Burrow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The rumor Correct was always Tron, that, bro. oh, they, they got Milton Burrow in the thing because he's Stephen Piercy's uncle. Yeah. I think I that's have no true. idea. <laughs> I feel like this guy would know. Yeah, I should uh, know that, but <laughs> I don't. Tommy Lee. But... <laughs> you well, never that, heard that? Now, let's compare that to Slash. Okay, so what was Slash, it like with Slash? So, oh, so like, so Tommy, you know, I had to do shots. <laughs> I had to, like... Um, have sex. You had to have sex. Sla- so Tommy, to have Tommy, have Tommy I, seems, I seems a little more bro-y, and Slash maybe a little more uh, on the on the down low, but still partying. Well, Slash, no, I caught him. Here's the deal. So when, when I first met him, he had met with a bunch of different writers, and he turned everyone down. And I knew... Uh, this manager, uh, Carl Stubner, who had worked with Tommy, was managing Slash. And he was like, listen, just meet this one last guy. Because people were after Slash to do his book story, his, his story for years. Um, and so I met him. Uh, this is when he was still using just before he went to rehab. And we he, he came to the, the Sunset Towers Hotel about eight hours late. It was great. He kept like texting me. He's like, "Yeah, can you get some like vodka up to the room?" <laughs> and then so we had all that. And then he <clears throat> he proceeded to talk from like midnight to seven a.m. about his childhood and like looking out over the the strip, because I was like, you know, he was just like, I used to go up to that house. I was Roman Polanski's like party house, and he was like, um, you know, that's where I got my nickname Slash and like all this stuff. And I and he's like, and I was a B almost a pro BMX writer. This is like gold like, for you though. Yeah, this is great. But there was, but it, ironic, funnily enough, there was a Bowie connection there too. Because then yeah, his, totally. his mom dated Bowie. Yes, for like yes. a long time. Like they were. They, she was a costume designer. She did all of the costumes. Ola, right? man, yeah, the man who fell to earth. Um, and did a bunch of stuff like I think like a Ringo Starr solo album, like a lot of famous costumes. Um, and they had an affair, and uh, but it was all like open. He's like it was like you know they she Bowie used to come over and they did like transcendental meditation together, yeah. and he hung with Zo with uh, Zoe Bowie. I think that's <laughs> David's <laughs> oldest maybe. <laughs> so they would play and like I guess after they'd meditate, David and Ola would you know hang or whatever. So he's, so spilling, he's, telling he's me spilling his guts stuff. to you. 
And it's just fucking fascinating. Like, I'm not even asking about Guns N' Roses because I'm like, this guy's childhood is insane. So we're just doing that. And at the end of it, you know, the sun's coming. I was like, oh, I'm going to go. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I'll, you know, someone will get in touch with you. So I had no idea what was going to happen. And he told me much later, he was like, you know, you're the only person who didn't ask me one thing about Axl Rose. And that's why I did decide to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, I was nice. like, you played it perfectly. I was, but I was, I was just fascinated. I just like went where the interest was. Like, yeah, I had no Tommy idea. Tommy totally right. didn't do that. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, uh, hey, bro. I totally get that. And I, I don't want to equate my, uh, my radio career to your that's career, right. but I totally get that. Like, you know, we have a guest on, and the first thing that you, you have, they have this idea of what's going to happen. And the first thing, you know, if you have like, on, you're gonna ask him about Axl Rose, and I'd rather hear about like the crappy stuff that happened to you, and it, it was goes in, goes in weird places. I'm all about that, you know, because like I, I mean, I kind of know that stuff as a Guns fan, so I was just like, right. yeah. shit, I didn't know. Yeah, when, when we had CJ Ramon on like a couple months ago, um, well, the first thing that we started talking about was his son's autism, and, and I meant it to, was fucking I purposely awesome. meant yeah. to not bring that up. Uh, I had it, and uh, I knew his son was autistic. I wasn't going to bring it up at all, and he kind of brought it up. Yeah, he did. It was just and fun, it was right? like a half an hour of this really fascinating kind of conversation he about what it's like to bring up a kid with autism, and that, these cool. are the the weird inroads. Yeah, you, you, you know, the weird uh, you know, forks in the road you take on, it, on these interviews. Right. But it went in and out of music. Like, so the reason why I came up is because he was asked to be Metallica twice and he turned it down <laughs> wow. to raise his child with autism. So, yeah. like, how cool is that? You know, That's like a real really dedicated cool. father. You know, I thought it's that was very cool because Metallica stinks now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see okay. these Metallica cologne ads or whatever the hell they're doing there? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Wait, I oh like the Bon Jovi God. ads. That guy is everywhere. He was at oh, a my, wedding my, video. My wife said from the from the uh, from the other room, uh, "You're talking about the Direct TV or whatever the hell it is." And yeah, he's like, yeah. Turn back time. My wife goes, "Who is that? Tenacious D?" Because oh, she didn't see the TV. She was in the other room. Well, he was, <laughs> it does say sounds like Jack Black. For the, I, I love the tagline for the Metallica Kelowna is when you want to when you want to smell like an amateur Danish tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> now, what band is Bon Jovi from? Tommy, what band is Bon Jovi from? Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. That's it. He has his own band. Oh my yeah, God, Mario! I know nothing about these new uh, anything after the 90s. Smell. Smell like the snare drum from Saint Anger. <laughs> I do like uh, that song. What band? What band is Bon Jovi from? Ma- really, Mario? Mario really? I I turned off to all music after the uh, late eighties. I know nothing. It was, had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with my ideology amazing. or my. I love your amazing. You're so candid. Uh, by the way, Hench on the chat box amazing. saying Milton Berle's kid was their manager and he was also now, the, ne- the nephew. Yeah. Some sort of weird connection there. Yeah. That's well, he's amazing. in a commercial and he makes the turning back time. He makes the second kid disappear. And I'm like, did you see that? I'm talking to my wife. You are did so you old now. That? You think those commercials are funny. <laughs> John, when we were driving it's over funny because it's true. Metallica Cologne. The other, the other night, actually. Night. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about that on the news, the other Bon Jovi story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony's tickled. No, we can talk about that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, That's hilarious. A, a great video came out today of Bon Jovi at a wedding. Bon Jovi's just at this wedding. Like, he's a guest. And it's outdoor wedding. It looks like a small kind of affair. There's this horrible <laughs> cover band playing, right? And they play Living on a Prayer. Nice. And the poor Bon Jovi is sitting there, and she's singing like right in his face. And he told her before, she's like, you want to come up and sing? He's like, no. No, no I'm, no, I'm a guest. And hats off to Bon Jovi. You're a guest. You don't want to make it about you. Yep. It's about the bride. No, at the, the end, he jumped up. He, well, he, he had to because he knew he was going to be on the internet. He looked like a fucking dick if he didn't do it. I did the same thing to Billy Bragg, and he didn't sing. Bon, bon Jovi <laughs> gets up there wedding. and half-heartedly sings Living on a Prayer. like, And he's like, no, you're doing fine. He keeps giving the mic back. It's 
really uncomfortable. Amazing. You should watch that. Yeah. Wow. I, listen, I have to interject. I told Billy was at my red, wedding. I said, "Can you sing? Can you sing?" The Billy song, Bragg was at your wedding. Paint you a picture. And he's like, "No, I'm not. He, I'm not going to do him." And Pete Jenner was there. Pete Jenner's the original you manager your of Pink Floyd. All the time. But then we went to see him at Irving Plaza a few months later, and uh, you know we were going to hang out backstage, and he dedicated the song to me and my new wife. Oh, I like when you're on Facebook and you're always tagging that's Billy really Bragg, nice. and you try to talk to him directly, and he never answers you. That's I do. I talk to him when I private message him, John. Oh, I'm not man. allowed to post on his page, well, just like I can't the only, post on your the, page. The only, you're not allowed to you post on my page either. Bastard. The only reason... Uh, <laughs> He answers you is out of obligation. Stop bothering Billy Bragg. Oh, What's leave wrong? me and Billy alone, all right? <laughs> exactly. You think you're best friends. He doesn't think that. We he are. Does, we go does. way back to when he was young. Yeah, well, he, is... he wants to forget that part of his life. Wrong. <laughs> I went to his house. He made me feel right, is... right at home. This is Billy, Bar- Billy, Billy Bragg's PR person is like, this is the greatest thing that's happened. You've got a stalker. <laughs> we can no. finally get you on TMZ. Hey John, uh, the other With night, communist ditties. When Anthony and I were drinking, I was telling him about this game called Crap Not Crab. Would you like to play that? Oh game? yeah, we should. Oh man, yeah, let's do That's that. Right up your alley. All right. I would like to ask Anthony uh, a couple more questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah did I get to the Slash one? Uh, yeah, I, that's perfect. Yeah, that's uh, so Slash. What is do you from have more to say? Guns and Roses. Right? Well, I was going to say the Slash. The thing that was different about that, he so after he got sober, um, he basically at that period of time he would like do drugs. When you know the kids would go to sleep, he would sort of stay in his little studio and do drugs until you know like midnight to four. Mm-hmm. So he filled that time with me, right? So Instead of that's drugs. when we did the interviews. It was like midnight to four. You helped them get sober two or three times a week. Well, he he already went through it, but he was just used to being up. So that was a very I guess that's the contrast. I don't know, but, but that's kind of like, cool though. So like you filled that time stuff? with something positive. What's that? Did he retract stuff when he sobered up? Like was he? Well, we didn't do any interviews. I met him that night where we stayed up all night, and that's when he before he went went away and mm. cleaned up, and then he came back and uh, just like you know he didn't it, as he I think he even had it in the book. He's like, you know, the guys in Guns and we did drugs, we didn't share because we were professionals. <laughs> like we didn't. Right. So, yeah. so like you know, and also I didn't very know selfish. He was partying, everybody like, was, was just pretending like, that they were pros. Yeah. Hey John, um, but yeah, hey, that once, was, that's once, how that once, book went right. very different from Tommy. Once you yeah. let Stephen Adler know you're holding, everybody does. Right? It's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is is he sober now, still, Tommy? Uh, slash. Yeah. No, Adler or Slash? Oh. Slash. I was oh, just no, Anthony. Hundred percent. Yeah. I like. I like. Oh, I like that he, he turned to Tommy for the authority on Guns and Roses. <laughs> yeah. So Tommy who's sober in Guns and Roses? I was thinking as opposed to the person who actually spends time with them. I was thinking about that drugs on tour thing and how the legality plays out. Like when getting caught with coke was like a jail sentence and I was reading this story about Keith Richards uh, Pat I'm sure you've read this uh, and uh, you know so they hear uh, somebody starts banging on the door of the dressing room and they go hey the police are here the police are here they, sh- they flush everything down the toilet and open the door and it's Stuart Copeland and Stink <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's amazing oh yeah <laughs> amazing god damn it you know, you know Sting ain't holding Look, yeah. Yeah. now we gotta find a new guy and Hey, John, well, can, they, I, can yeah. I get a drum roll and a gong, please? Oh, sure. You want to make a big announcement? I'd like to make a big announcement. All right, here's Is Tommy Rockstar with Uh-oh. a big announcement. I figured now is good enough time, Eddie, to break this news on you guys. All right. Is this You're the big pregnant. announcement? This is the big announcement. I got you pregnant. I got you <laughs> I would like to point out that in 12 hours, Mr. Boza and I are going to fly down to Nashville, Tennessee, to go see Guns N' Roses tomorrow night. Wow. Yep. 
courtesy of a guy named Slash. Holy crap. You're really parlaying this into something, aren't you? Yeah. And we're going to go party our brains out in Nashville, so nice. that's the announcement. We'll let wow. you know that. Yeah. That's, that's the big announcement? Yes. Wow. We're gonna I thought it was something out. that would benefit all of us. No. No. You really are a world-class <laughs> mooch. And Tommy, have you uh, ever hung out with Slash? You haven't, right? What a tremendous albatross. When I met Slash, it was the fastest interaction of all five members, yeah. where he just signed me on a, a meet-and-greet line, and that was it. Do you feel like uh, if you go with Anthony, you'll get to like to spend some time with Slash? Is this your plan? Ask Anthony. <laughs> Do you think you're going to be possible. Duff McKay? It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Tommy's we'll a classy yeah, guy. Yeah. If I had to have no, anybody no. tag along, I wouldn't take me, but I would take Tommy. Does <laughs> Slash know who you are? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't think Slash He's knows. Great. I don't think Slash knows who I am, but I know that Axel knows who I am and um, <laughs> Duff knows, knows who I am. I think you're a pretty, um, you know, recognizable dude. I think Slash knows who you are. Recognizable. If, if Duff saw me, he'd definitely be like, hey, what's up? Well, I, I had a whole that. plan. I forgot what, what I'm saying. Exactly. There's if a whole Duff, chapter in yeah, the slideshow Duff, about Tommy. Duff McKagan knows exactly who you are because you're trying to assassinate him and take a <laughs> Exactly. What's this plan you're talking like about? Grassy bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had a plan for the show, but I forgot what it is. Now. I got well, we, well, we do have... Um, crap, not crap. We have... Uh, you I got to take a Slash has given us passes, so yeah. Tommy will be in like the meet and greet room and anything can happen right there. Yeah, we shall so. see. Anything goes. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. going to turn on Tommy. Tommy's going to get Axel back <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, yeah. get, back to on drugs. Are there going to be new <laughs> tattoos because of this, Tommy? I'm going to have to double up, do doubles of each one. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy right. stabs. You know Duff what? Let's McKagan. do let's do crap, not crap with Anthony. If you, if you don't mind sticking around, Anthony, for a little while. No. And no. Uh, but I really have to pee, so I will play. Uh, I'll, let's take a one song play break. Some cheap trick. <laughs> one song break. Take Anything break. goes on this uh, when Tommy meets. Yeah, slash. baby. We'll be back after this. Radio Note Live from the Garage. Take that one to heart. All right, that's out to get me by ACDC, and before that we heard uh, Paradise City by the Rolling Stones. Those guys are good. These guys are all good. I'll tell you, they're going places. Appreciate it. It's a plug-in game. Um, We're here with Anthony Boza. Let's do some crap, not crap. We want to play a little crap, not crap. If that's okay with you, Anthony, I'll just. just, I've got a lot of. First of all, who's the biggest asshole you ever met in rock and roll? That doesn't sound like a crap, not crap. No, it's not. This is a personal question. I, I'm deviating. Um, and why is it Billy Corgan? <laughs> <laughs> he it wasn't that much of an asshole. He's leading the league at, at Barrage uh, Celebrities. Yeah, I, w- I want to know why. Because I know you guys, have a big, you guys have a big Chicago connection and right. stuff. Yeah. So I want to hear the backstory on that. Um, I don't know. Bob think- Burt last week from Sonic Youth said he, was, he, he put him on the biggest asshole <laughs> list. And uh, I believe the guy? Uh, the guy from the Grifters said, had a great story. Story about uh, how I he went. I love the Grifters. He, by oh, the really? Way. Nice. I just want to do the most. The I just, I just can't pass Dude. up the opportunity to do the most obvious joke. What are you writing a fucking book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had a trip from the Grifters on. Who's the bass player from the Grifters? One of uh, uh, we love the such Grifters. An such an a great band. I'm surprised band. you know about them. Though. Oh man, yes, I love the Grifters. And so we had trip, we had a trip we had, on Tommy and I had a whole like sort of '90s that Archers, rock, right? Yeah, Archers. I love right. Bogman. Yep, Superchunk. The whole jam. Yeah. So. Trip says uh, he they were on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins, I guess, early in the tour or something, and they see Billy Corgan on the side of the stage, like uh, upset, and uh, <laughs> he's upset about something. 
<laughs> so Trip goes up, to, or they try to go up to him, and a security guard steps in their way and stops him. And the and the security guard says, "Don't do not interfere with Mr. Corgan's pain." <laughs> wow! <laughs> so good. Now, I mean, in fairness to Billy Corgan, he didn't say it directly. So, I mean, maybe that's he, incredible. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. No, I mean, that's, listen, that's a script. He's, he's, he's a ridiculously pretentious person. Right. I think, like you know, we know this. He thinks he invented rock and roll or something. Yeah. He wants credit for everything. It's weird. It, you know, I, it'll never take away from the power of those first couple records. But, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of clunkers. What's your favorite Smashing Pumpkin song? Is it Silver Fuck? No. Is it uh, uh, Siva? The uh, Siva's pretty good. I like Window Pane. That's a good one. That's I don't know that one. I'm a big fan of the song so How Drown. does that one go? Drown is incredible. Drown's great. Drown's a good song. Window Pane's got a really great psychedelic, just insane guitar thing. It's on, it's on, the, the, uh, it's on Gish. I prefer um, Window Pane by The Real People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to Woodstock. Don't interfere with Mr. Cargan's window also, pane. And also, I am I am one. Like that opening drum riff and bass line in I am one is just yeah. Like let's do something. Oh, we used to play that song, right, Pat? When we were like fifteen or something. Yeah, well, we had to we had to pay the bills, John. How are we How are we forty one now? <laughs> Biggest. I mean, that's a tough question. I mean. The standard barrage. Did you ever meet anybody who like completely disappointed you? Personally, I think you guys can figure out. Yeah. Okay. There's an answer. You can. Uh, Her her name (laughs) rhymes with Schmortly Blub. Right. No, we don't know. Let's. Uh, I don't know who that is. But any uh, somebody who is who? Well, I'll tell you someone. I did interview somebody once at Rolling Stone that I was I was really bummed and and uh, shocked. Uh, It was it was actually Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. Uh, Oh. I could totally see him being a dick. Kind of a jerk, he really was, and I was, I was, I mean, I definitely had a, I love the dead and uh, and all that stuff, and was like kind of bummed. That's a shame. It's funny you say this because I was looking at a picture of Bob Weir like <laughs> yesterday and looking at his face, I'm like, this guy looks like an asshole. Well, listen, yeah. he's Bob Weir; he could afford to be anything. He well, wants. listen, but, but it's the rest rolling, of the Grateful, the whole like, point of be, being in the Grateful Dead is to be cool. Well, and also like you know. It, Let's be honest. This is the late '90s. Not many other publications are calling you up that have a right. few million subscribers asking you questions about shit. Yeah, so exactly. why are you being Except a Jan? Jan exactly. is the only one who gives a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. And he kind of ended the interview. He's like, "I didn't realize it was about this. Aww. It was. It was like for one of our. You know, the did you say now it's issues. about this and grab your crotch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it's about these nuts. Uh, yeah, he basically just kind so, of ended it. Yeah. It was like one of the you know the summer issue, so it was supposed right. to be like first summer jobs. So what are you guys' plans uh, for the summer? Are you going to play the same t- uh, twenty songs over and over again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes we are. Thank you. Interview's yeah. over. So that was yeah. I can't. Are you a big dead guy? Like you collect collect the tapes and stuff? I had a dead face. I yeah. appreciate the dead. Right. Um, very the, much so. Dead Did you company? go to the uh, farewell concerts in Chicago and stuff like that, or wherever else it was? I couldn't make them. That's um, because your friend Mr. Shapiro over there. I know, and I had a full like money ticket yep. to go there. So, but I had to be in town because of Schmortney Buff. Dyslexia on the chat box. She's Schmortney also a dead Buff. fan. Who, Has who, heard he was a total who then jerk. Then blew me off, so I missed. It. I was fucking. <laughs> what was that, John? No <laughs> Dyslexia on the chat box said she's heard he was a total jerk, and he ran a biker off the road and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, my really favorite Grateful Dead song is "Touch of Green." No, it's hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> it's trucking. <laughs> Should have taken the train trucking. to Terrapin Station. Avoid the right whole business. Right <laughs> <motoring>. <laughs> Keep on going. Get a pass. <laughs> Pull over. 
I knocked him down. Gas. <laughs> Just keep driving. <laughs> no. I didn't even see you. Nope. <laughs> Busted. Before, <laughs> before, before I run over you. There was a West Coast punk band called uh, Popo Pies. They right. had a great briefcase re- remake of Trucker. <laughs> Anybody Got ever my hear chips that? Chips cashed no. in. I'm bringing it in. <laughs> You broke your cranium. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. We got another gig. We're going to play touch and green. I'm having flashbacks. It. Stop it right now. <laughs> exactly. He was waiting on a miracle. <laughs> I'm feeling over. clammy. <laughs> I need a miracle. <laughs> that guy. The guy on the bike does. Oh, is the Dead and Company like officially a, the Dead now? Is that what it is? Yeah, it is. I mean, people. I was I would have seen it with the guy. What is it? Phil Lesh, uh, Bob Weir, and now they got John Mayer doing it. And I have a yes. problem uh, with John Mayer. Yeah, I met him. Dude, he's awesome. He's a great guitar player, but he should never ever write songs again. Yeah. Your body is a wonderland. I'm just going to use my hand. Are you kidding? <laughs> that was really gross. I'm totally joking. Uh, <laughs> about what? I met John Mayer once. And John Mayer was, was awesome. It was at my uh, job. Well, he's a good guitar player. Did you really, John? I mean, yeah. It was is he from the Blues Project? I ran right no, into him. In he's a from st- the lame-ass adult alternative radio. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the, I don't know. I'm thinking of John Mayo. I ran oh, it, right into him in a, in a stairwell uh, at my job, and he's like, how do I get out of the building? And I'm like, well, follow, follow me, you big-headed freak. <laughs> John, meanwhile, John's been trying to get out of that building for 20 yeah. years. I, <laughs> let me know when you find it. It was like midnight, and I had dreams. I'm trying to, dude. I had dreams of jumping into the SUV with John Mayer, and these guys are like, hey, come party with us. And I'm like, fucking, this would be awesome. Follow yeah, me. His head is huge. But yeah. he was—he was nice. I mean, I mean, whenever you meet some a celebrity, like, oh, he was nice. I mean, like John. he didn't punch me in the face, or I don't know what people expect to happen. <laughs> That's a really low bar. You've yeah, set exactly. Yourself. He well, didn't I'm, punch me in the face. That's what I'm like saying. Somebody who just meets I'm you say- wants exactly. to punch you in the face. Yeah, but it's like it's either it's like the, there's two extremes. Either he's going to punch you in the face or let you smell his finger. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he's, he's, oh. <laughs> Wait, what, who do you guys think is the biggest asshole in rock? Ooh, Ooh that's a good question. Pat Walsh. I mean, is, yeah, this, is, totally. is this based Second on ever. their artistic you decisions? You know, I never or, thought about it to my Or is it like myself. people that have been an asshole? People you've me. met, I think, personally, I think is the way to go. I heard Jonathan Richmond's a real asshole. Yep. That's your hero, man. Man, I hate that. That man is a genius. I can't think of who I've met. has been a dick to me, except maybe Mike D from the Beastie Boys was kind of a yeah, dick. Yeah, he's kind of really? a jerk. Lou Reed was a dick to me. All the other Beastie Boys are fucking great. Lou Reed was a dick to you? Wow, yeah. surprise, surprise. The biggest mm-hmm. dick to me ever in rock and roll was Shannon Hoon when I met him and Ricky Rackman at the same time. <laughs> at Jones Beach. Oh, you at the well, fucking one two two Oh, personally. Yeah. Wow. And Johnny Lydon was a big dick to he me. Was. He and was. I, I so asked, that's kind of his, his brand. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. He's a dick yeah, to everybody, so I don't feel yeah. bad. Uh, he, he was just in a video with, Axe, want him with Guns N' Roses, Shannon Hoon just did Don't Cry. And so I had, like, I was 16 years old, and I asked him, how's Axel doing? And he goes, why don't you ask him your Self, man, and he like walked that's off. Right. Like, this interview kid. is over. He, he yeah. said that to a kid. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, Kareem, yeah that's cool. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Let's play crap not yeah, crap uh, with our right. guest. I'm ready. I'm ready. On the chat Anthony box. I'm gonna finish this whiskey. Uh, Mayor, actually, I, I did say to him on the way up the stairs. I'm like, what? What, could, what should I say Cheers. to him? I'm like, Sorry. hey, I like that album you did with Pino Palladino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. He's like, oh, thanks a lot, man. And that was it. Thank you. <laughs> you want to take a selfie with me? Yeah. No, this is like. I didn't even have a phone, I don't think, at that time. All right, let's play some Crap Not Crap. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. Crap Not right, Crap with Anthony Boza, New York Times bestselling author eight times in a row. Well, not in a row, but all time. Yes. Dude. 
<laughs> which which book tank, which book tank that you thought was going to be like the best? Um, well, any bombs in in the repertoire? Uh, well, I mean, so like a thousand copies, like what the hell? Bombing is really relative to oh, dude, the trickster book. Faster oh, cat. I have friends who like are friends with trickster, and <laughs> I've gotten phone calls about doing that book. I'm not fucking kidding. All right. oh, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a statement right now. Dude, I was just texting with Chips Enough from Enough's Enough last night. How about that, John Hulan? Well, there you go. <laughs> There's your answer. Fishbowl. Did you say I had enough? Uh, yeah, it, it, like the bombing thing is sort of relative to like in publishing. A book's success is how much did they pay out to get it versus how much you sell. Sure. That's how it's successful it is. So, you know, like, I, I mean, the, the Tracy one didn't do very well. Also, really? I'm surprised by that. It, I mean, I think because it wasn't funny. Right, right. He just wanted saying. to be serious. Like, the, I mean, the, the I, Artie I, thing uh, touches on all the tragedy in his life, but it's also written in a hilarious way. Yeah, Artie's got this incredible ability to be objective. I tell everyone this. Like, he has would sit there and describe the darkest things I hope to ever try to ri- have to write for someone else again ever, and he does it in an objective way um, and really gives you know a sense of the detail. And then also like. I said, like, when we work together, I kind of, like, go crazy on the detail. Like, I like to try to really bring the person into it um, as much as possible. So it just gets really intense. And he rides through that whole thing and is like, no, it was more like that, you know. And mm. anyway, uh, most people don't do that. So I guess, uh, so I think I thought the Tracy book would actually do better because he was pretty popular at the time. He being Tracy. Right. Just the name any publicity. He didn't do any publicity. They booked him like on Ugh. Kimmel and he like didn't mention the book right. at all. Yeah, so right, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He did the thing and like they held up. He's the, the book. king of the oh, tangent. Really? No, no. You, you can like I, he, yeah. he was like there and it'd be like they'd talk about the book and talk about not even really stories from it. And he like went off on another tangent yeah. and didn't do anything. Did the accident so. pick up sales at all when he got into that accident? Well, he's all right now. Fantastic right? He's, question. He's back, pick up yeah. sales. I don't Jesus. know. I think so. I don't know if I got it. How's he doing now? Do you just uh, get checks all day? <laughs> four times a year, but not, oh. you know, they're not for like a ton, but it happened. Mary, he's, <laughs> he's not really doing well. He's, he's getting no. by, but he's yeah. he's not too he great. Got, that's, he got really messed up. And also... Yeah. And he was messed up to begin with. And well, now severe diabetes. It's yeah. hard to like heal. Not like liabetes. Well, when I met him, he was... <laughs> diabetes, schmiabetes. When I met him, he was eating an ice cream cone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's how would, you get worse. He we was were, really cool to me, though. I took a picture of him. When we were doing the interviews, um, at the time, I don't think it's the girl... I don't know if he's married now. I forget, but... Uh, the woman he was with was very much taking care of him and was like up on his, you know, insulin thing. She would leave the apartment and he would literally go to the freezer and get like sweet pop, like those like those pops <laughs> that you those got pops. when you're kid. I'm having a pop pop. And, and, like, Foxy I'm, pops. I'm having yeah. an auto pop. And just gun those down <laughs> and then like go into a diabetic like, like you know, falling out and then have to shoot himself in the stomach like while I'm sitting there like before she got home. He was sneaking like, him in. <laughs> like, I have to say, that's the greatest phrase I've ever. A diabetic falling out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Ugh, like a- a- after hearing Artie's uh, Tracy Morgan, a mild diabetic disagreement. Nobody should. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> With my insulin levels, <laughs> none of us should try it after Artie's. Artie does a great, crazy word. 
He does the best Tracy Morgan. All right, here's he does. Cr- he does it to me all the time. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you want to write another book with him? Eh? I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I got Walmart money. Yeah. All right. Did you hear his whole thing I on that? On I did, yeah. Oh, my God. Him his- and Gilbert. Jesus Christ! So How insane funny. was that? Yeah. I know, I know. They're like, they like. It's uh, so funny. Artie and uh, and Gilbert did a whole bit, basically arguing, saying that uh, that like Tracy wasn't as injured as he was claiming to be. Oh, that's that's <laughs> low. Well, I, I totally <laughs> believe that. But, that. but that he just laid low, basically trying to get as much as he could from the Walton family. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck Walmart. I'm with him. Dude, what, you're going to go, oh, I'm going to give Walmart a break? Fuck them. <laughs> not hard to stay in bed. That's why I steal. <laughs> but Oh, no, it got way more horrible. Oh, God, yeah, it's yeah, Artie. Yeah, uh-huh. Artie leaves no, Artie, no Artie stone plus Gilbert. Yeah, oh, Artie uh, plus it's Gilbert. a recipe yeah. for yeah. Yeah. disaster. Each other. They're trying to out-horrible each other. <laughs> and But it was like, but like, like, I think at one stage, Artie was like, yo, I lost an opener. <laughs> it was like, it was so bad. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was really, like, not funny at all. Ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> totally not funny. <laughs> all right. Let's play some crap, not crap. We should Anthony play some crap. All right, all right, I'm ready. We keep going I'm up. Ready. Are you ready? This game lasts long enough without the... Anthony, I'm, I'm going to give you a band, and you just tell me whether they're crap or not crap. If you want to stop and qualify your answer, that's up to you. That's fine. And that's okay. the, kind of the fun of the game. Uh, right. led to Anthony's a, kind of a rock and roll expert. Lightning round, baby. How old are you? 43? One? 45. 45. Oh, wow. You look great. Still alive. You're still alive. Yeah, All thanks, right. So man. you know some stuff. We'll what go kind of hair color do you use? No. <laughs> I, I don't. I, what? What a no, Ryan question. No. Middle I, Village Supreme. He's looking quite black. smelt here. I, I'm sitting right next to him. He's looking quite handsome. <laughs> thanks, What's man. that ring you have on? Is that a Met Championship replica ring? Yes. It looks like King Kong, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way that a- I would bet $100 that Anthony's a Yankee fan. Yes, and you are fucking right, dude. <laughs> so what do you look think? Look at this. Look at this. Look, 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 look. I did Derek Jeter's book. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, really? Photo book, but yes, I did. Right. Nice. What did his walls unauthorized? Look like? uh, no, gosh, please. You know how, that would yeah. be like. I'd be. It'd be easier to get into Fort Knox. Did you bring, <laughs> did you bring a black light to the interviews? Yeah. <laughs> I just want one of the. I, I got. Put it this way. I got one of those gift bags when I left. God, there's come everywhere. Derek Jeter just got pulled over uh, on a boat. For, did he? for boating too close to a uh, like a, a naval base in Florida. And so is, he got, what, is it called boating? He gets a yeah. He had a two hundred fifty. I think it's yachting. Yachting. If, if you're Derek Jeter. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't on like a little Boston boating. Is like a Boston <laughs> whale. Exactly. Like, that's like my friends and I trying to Derek, catch some stripers. Yeah, Derek Jeter is hanging out in a sailfish. <laughs> whale, baby. It's like Boston whaler. Let me see the Yankee Clipper. It's like Jay Z and about yachting. yachting, and he uh, they, so he got a two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> ticket. No big deal. Whatever. And the the cop I think he can pay it. The cop took a picture of the ticket. And put it on social media on saying, top Facebook. hey, th- you're welcome, Boston fans. I just ticketed Derek <laughs> G- So that guy's fired. Oh, easily. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. You can't, can't do anything anymore. Well, Let's move on I, with the game. Yeah. Fuck this social I can't believe media. cops who like go through everything it takes to be a cop and just really fucking do things like that. Like, yep. What do you think is going to happen? Right. Of course. So or, they can't help or themselves. Or kill innocent uh, minorities. Oh, well, yeah. All right. I don't know how they throw their whole career. Crap, not crap, it Anthony. Is a, it is a dark day, so let's give people some entertainment. Yes. Uh, Anthony, uh, Frank Zappa, crap, not crap. Not crap. New York Dolls. Not crap. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. They're amazing. We have to ask, They're dude. the best. They are worst. the best. Metallica. <laughs> Once was not crap. Now when you is say, utter diarrhea. Right. When you say New York Dolls are the best, would you put them in your top five bands of all time? Top ten? 
Um, I'd probably put them in the top ten. Put them in the top ten. Thank wow. you. The dolls are amazing. Strong thank you, work. Anthony. They are They're amazing. Great. Are they in your Mount Rushmore? Johnny Thunders no, is just buried not. Not a, scant, Rushmore, a scant few blocks him. away from here. If you want to yeah, visit his grave, right right I have a little bit that I do every time I see David Johansson like downtown. I'm just like, hey, what's up, Dave? And he's like, hey, what's up, man? He's and very personal. Like, no, but as if like he's supposed to know who I am. I saw him like <laughs> 20 years ago, and he looked old. He had long gray hair. Yep. It was like fucking. I was working for. Uh, I was working with Kiwi. And, he, uh, uh, James Maloney by the Broadway Diner, right by the old. Uh, remind me to tell you something about him possibly doing a little acoustic show somewhere soon. Oh, right near into it. Oh, secret David show in a, in a hotel. Uh, I'll tell, yeah. Tell Mario. He's let's move be. on with uh, the yeah, game. Yeah, Whoever's into it. All knew, right, let's go. I knew his pharmacist, and I gave him all <laughs> the dolls' albums. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, I knew his actual pharmacist oh. in the Upper East Side, so I gave him all my dolls' albums, and I said, tell David Joe to sign him, please, and sure enough. Once again, is this a person in a licensed establishment? It or? is. It's oh. a, <laughs> an established <laughs> license on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Uh, CVS. Prescriptions. Okay. Don't right, pick them up. Next. I'm ready. Come on. It was a Radio Note world premiere. I lost it. Okay, so crap, not crap. Uh, Foo Fighters. Crap. You like how I say it all cheery, hoping you'll say not crap? Yeah. crap. No, they're, they're garbage. Crap. The Rolling Stones. Not crap. Deep Purple. Crap. Ted Nugent. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go crap. Grand Sorry. Funk Railroad. No, I'm going to go. I guess crap. Fog Hat. Well, you know what? I'll take Grand Funk, not Crap Fog, have Crap. There right. you go. Hey, right. <laughs> I'll Taking a slow ride. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Not Crap. Bob Dylan. Jesus, not Crap. You never You'd know. You never know. That's true. Really? Yeah. I bet young ones don't even understand that shit. Dude, Everly Steve Albini. You should see what he crapped. <laughs> Everly oh, Brothers. Oh, but he's Steve Albini, though. He never yeah. You're going to get Everly that. Brothers. Uh, Everly Brothers? Yeah. I would say not Crap. I'm just waiting for the one person to crap it. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I know. No, it happened. I'll tell you, it happened one time. When did ben it? Adrian Hack crapped the Everly Brothers, oh and we almost jumped them. <laughs> That's a tough. Really? That's a like rough based, crap, man. Based on what? Like their inability to harmonize? And then he, and like, then he crapped. They, they have sex about? with his grandmother or something? <laughs> like, oh, oh, they can't harmonize well enough. But Everly then he, Brothers. But then, cr- but then he crapped Duran Duran, too, and then we really got angry. Right. And, oh, oh, okay, Bad Brains. <laughs> Not crap. All right, this is a really polarizing one. And this, uh, okay. your your whole reputation is based on this. Shit. Steely Dan. Not crap. God damn you. <laughs> you what is the appeal Steely of Steely Dan? No, well, I think we're half and half here probably okay. or something. Yep. Um, he likes Guns N' Roses. What does he know? <laughs> Let's move on with the game. No, I want to hear his opinion. No, I'm uh, no Steely Dan, um, I mean, it's very complicated music. And if you've seen them live, it's an incredible show. The musicians are really technical. Yeah. Um, it's and annoyingly they, technical. Yeah. I, the, I love a lot of the lyrics. I'm going to go not crap mostly okay. because mm-hmm. of certain things they've done appeal to me personally. Hmm. And, and like might Coke be... and 14 year old chicks. <laughs> You're well, an American. Well, Anthony. Yes. You could not but crap those were the want. two I'm thinking of. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mario. Thank you, America. I have the bracelet. You have the beer. I do. We don't I judge do. here on crap, not crap. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, crap, they crap. have too. Okay, they have too many like a couple of good songs that are really good. Mm-hmm. So not crap for me. Although right. there's a lot of pretentious dreck. Right. Like this matching moment. College anyway, rock. Right. right. Okay. Well, very good. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> the the replacements. Not crap. Thank you. Tom Petty. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So not crap. Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Um. I mean, not crap, but... Come on, he was in the Dolls. Yeah, not Can't crap. be crap. Not crap, but not as good as the Dolls. Okay, not crap. Uh, kiss. Leading the witness. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go with crap. There You're you a witness, Your Honor. I might get beaten up. He's crapping kiss. Crapping kiss. Not yeah. a unprecedented. Not unprecedented. a fan. Not a fan of kiss. Crapping kiss. A New York guy growing up in New York. I know. I'm in crappy Queens kiss. right now. Like I'm an asshole. Fuck <laughs> kiss. No, I'm with. You, I'm with you. I never really got it. I, you know, when I wrote that book, Why ACDC Matters, I got a lot of people emailing me like, "Would you like why kiss matters?" Someone needs to make that argument for why right. they're the greatest, and I would be like. Kids. They're not the greatest. They're like the monkeys. <laughs> and then I did that twice metal. to like fans like that, that emailed me. Worst, worst decision I ever oh, made. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was just like an yeah, onslaught man. of like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, well, I just I, don't like. Crap. I gotta give Mario crap. Credit. Mario credit. He just called them the monkeys of metal. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. The WWF of rock. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this tonight also. because I know, I know we got law, we got law officers oh. here, and I'm packing my pistol. <laughs> Ace you know calling. What I'm talking about, don't you, Pittsburgh? <laughs> Pittsburgh. Talking about my my six shooter of sex. Oh Jesus! Go home. Talking about my Uzi of ooze. So gross. <laughs> Anthony just spit his beer out. <laughs> Anthony you know, threw up. I'm talking about <laughs> my man's <Mexican>. gun. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> I want to say one thing, yes, God, and this connects to to the Foo Fighters, two crap bands. The reason why I have a really hard time with the Foo Fighters is because when Dave Grohl sings, he sounds like Paul Stanley. Wow. Oh, wow. I never oh. put that together. Yeah. You're right. No one yeah. has. I tell that to everyone, and they're oh, like, dude, you've changed everything for me. People who like the Foo Fighters like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, yeah, he fucking does. <laughs> Listen to it. He sounds just like Paul Stanley. I think going the, for like, ah, like the terrible. Foo, the Foo Fighters they both to suck. me, like, you know, after like being... In uh, high school, when the Nirvana thing happened, or senior year of high school, and then uh, in the first year of college, Kurt Cobain kills himself. Like, and being so into Nirvana and being like, wow, this is something that hasn't happened yet. And then the Foo Fighters come along, and it's like Disney World garbage. Exactly. It, that's that's the kind of you know the, the background like, and yet, I'm and looking. And yet Paul at. Stanley still walks the earth. <laughs> and yet Paul Stanley. Oh man, yeah. you gotta you gotta follow him on Facebook. All he does is no cook. Thanks. All he does is cook meatballs, meatballs and stuff, right? And it's like it's and the, the other day he was picking peaches in a, like a peach orchid, <laughs> and he's like, "Make sure these peaches are really juicy." <laughs> he's a jujing. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's the best. <laughs> Make it some meatball, and he fucking talks like that. Does he in text? Because he capitalized. He like seemingly randomly capitalizes <laughs> words, and it's like these peaches is all caps are really juicy. <laughs> gonna make a salad. And so everything is just in that stage banter talk. It's totally worth it to follow up. You know what I'm talking about, Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know what? You I'm may have kind of, you may cobbler. have you may have actually sold Twitter to me as a <laughs> as a platform. Yeah. Talking about my cobbler of cock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If that was if I was sitting in a meeting right now, like where people were pitching me things to invest in, and you just said no, but you have to follow Paul Stanley on Twitter. You actually just sold me. I'm in. Dude, we could totally do a Paul Paul Stanley cartoon sitcom, something like that. Isn't that called Death Clock or whatever the fuck? <laughs> I guess eventually the mask stays on, huh? Right. Oh. I'm a sad man. I've took off my mask. <laughs> yeah, that lasted Make for sure a while. Look at my grapevine. Fucking rocks. Do you have any more bands in this little game you call crap, not crap? The Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Who do you think crapped the Beatles? He did. 
Steve Albini he did. did. He did that on purpose. I don't know. He, he, be he did that to be defiant. Right, exactly. They're so not crap. I don't think anybody in this room gives a flying fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Reed. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna go crap. Just yeah. Velvet Underground. Oh, you were gonna do the Dirty Boulevard. Thing. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna go not crap. We're going out. Uh, Sonic Youth. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one for me. Um, Our guest I mean, last week. So much material. It's tough to crap, not crap. Exactly. That is a tough one. I'm going to generally go, all right, listen, there's stuff I like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do like a set, like a, a soft, waffle? like a you soft got a waffle serve? Factor. People it's in the like, chat box it, love you, by the way. It's <laughs> not, it's not a hard poop. It's not <laughs> diarrhea. It's a little in between because <laughs> like there's a couple of good records. It's me uh, every day. There, there's a sound. But in general, there's a lot like they don't need to be playing Carnegie Hall mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Carnegie. But maybe that's not their fault. Maybe. maybe. Right. <sighs> I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think you've stumped me. You I could, don't know if they're crap you or not. Crap. You, you can pass. Actually you want to pass? Pass. You can pass. Pass is an option. Can I go half crap? Sure. Okay. You can go crap or not crap Little with a waffle factor of five. Rage against the machine. <laughs> um, not crap. Okay. Really? Aerosmith. Well, <laughs> oh, that's his answer. Well, not crap. R.E.M. Well, Rarosmith before 19, right. like, you know. Rarosmith. <laughs> uh, Pretty rare. R.E.M., I'm going to fucking shit all over. Really? the crap out wow. of Wow. And I know, they had, listen, they had like two great records back in the day, but I don't BRW know. on the chat box saying, Steve Albini did not crap the Beatles. Go back to the Larry Demore interview. I remember that, BRW. I know Larry... Who's in the band Peg Boy is a punk rock band. Crap the Ramones in that. Interview. That's true. But I guess Steve did what? not crap. We'll the have to go to the video Actually, tape. I, I the only person, the, the only person to ever crap the Ramones. That's right. I don't know. Brad Weisenberger is a, is a consistent listener. I trust him 100. percent He is an historian on all things Barrage. Jethro Tull. Eskasugas. Utter crap. Fleetwood Mac. Oh. Sorry, Mario. Sorry. Oh. Well, which era? But. I'm going to go Peter not. Green. <laughs> so not craft. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to Fleetwood Mac 100%. Nice. But, you know, Peter, how, Peter Green. How did best. I know Scott in the chat box would stick up for Rage Against the Machine like nobody's business? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm going to. He's a gun owner. He loves Primus. I mean, it all makes sense. Rage, Rage Machine. Rage. Not, as, not as important as people think they are. Television. <sighs> not craft. Gang yeah. of Four. Not crap. Who's Kurdu? Right on. Not crap. Right on. I like this guy a lot. Fucking the Clash. Man. Not crap. You yes. hear that, Mario? Cut That's the not all crap. I know. <laughs> Mario's not even <laughs> Who's going to come with me to see my favorite Clash cover band next week? Nobody. Blue Oyster Cult. I'm going to have to go. By the way, crap. I'd like, mm. I'd like to I, point but out. You know, but there's Godzilla. I saw, Godzilla. Yeah. I saw Blue Oyster Cult last week really in Milwaukee. Right. I saw that. Yeah. I saw them like last month. They were good, right? Um, you know what? Great. Fuck it. I'm going to go not crap on That's that. pretty sad. They played yeah. Godzilla. It was great. History shows again and again. Godzilla's amazing. Dude, and don't fear the Reaper. Yeah, they play that too. Blue Oyster Cult was like the first band I grew up on. That and Twisted Sister. We used yep. to see them local. But you know who's and you're so well adjusted. <laughs> yeah. You know who's And then though? you started your rap career. <laughs> yeah, he did. I did. I did. The Squeeze Gang. Mario's <laughs> back with the gun. You know who sucked all that night was Billy Idol. He played at uh, at fun wherever the fuck I was playing Summerfest. What does his lip not go up enough anymore? He it was all filler. <laughs> Man. That's a shame. <laughs> he got too because much, Generation he got too much X was like the greatest yeah, punk band that ever That's came. That's true. And he had the first two albums were so amazing. Right. And it's just a shame. We should add him on the crap, not crap, Billy Idol. Billy Idol, crap, not one. crap. It's a tough one. 
Are you I'm asking sure me that right now? Raising your hand. Yeah. Well, <sighs> after White Wedding, it was over. Come on. Oh, yeah. dude, he had a lot of hits after that. Scott saying Billy Stop Otto's leading the crap. witness. Uh, Bono Vox in the chat box saying, I remember playing Crap Not Crap with Dean Martin at the Sands back in 62. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <clears throat> uh, Billy Idol, I, I fuck, I don't it's know. It's Bono trying out his crap. comedy material. I'm going to go crap on Billy Idol. <laughs> He's been dabbling. Tom Waits. Not crap. King Crimson. Ooh, not crap. King Missile. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like them, but generally crap. King Diamond. Ooh, uh, eh, not crap. D.D. King. <laughs> Actually, King Diamond, I'm going to go crap on. D.D. King, you know who that is? No. That's D.D. Ramon of the Ramon's solo rap career in the 1980s. <laughs> it's definitely not crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, is, it is the it most crap amazing. or not crap thing ever. Yes. I'm going not crap on that. <laughs> totally God. not crap. How about, uh, it's ben, amazing, by the way. Ben E. King. <laughs> uh, While not, we're into royalty, yeah, uh, not crap. How about the King Elvis? Not crap. Iron Maiden, so not crap. Just saw them at MSG. Yes, I was there. It was awesome. Chavez, not crap. You know about Chavez, huh? I was, I was just testing mm, you. Hey, oh no, I'm, I'm an indie rock. Yeah, I was just testing you. Do you know we uh, interviewed Clay Probably Tarver a couple weeks guys. ago? No, that's we awesome. We did. You should listen to it. I will. <laughs> I'm yelling at him. <laughs> Subtle. Hint. Listen to my show. <laughs> Sebado. Not crap. Joe oh. Walsh. Binds. Not crap. Wow. I love you. Strictly on Funk 49. <laughs> yeah. Alone. He could do nothing else for the rest of his life. Not crap. You're a knowledgeable guy. Yeah, Dude, he's wrote song. eight books, ten books. What the fuck? I was. Yeah, music. they're all about, about Slash, though. <laughs> and seventeen about Artie Lang. Dude, yeah. a, a Joe Walsh book would fucking rule. Dude, that's a dude. That's Thank a big that's get. A good get. Yeah. We should get that. I bet you he'd ten percent. He did one. I bet you he'd be receptive to. Yeah. yeah, but not with you. That's not true. with you, It'd not the right way. Pat, Pat's like, not with you though, well, man. Well, Fleetwood did one and then did another one when when you did the first Artie book. Did you feel Yeah, like you got three books out of Artie Lang. You can't get... <laughs> Third one is still you're in saying, process. You're saying you can't do a second one with Joe Walsh? Oh, dude. When Joe Walsh. All, he's like one of my favorite guitar he's players. He's a real person? Yeah. <laughs> I always thought he was a fictional character people made up when I was high like, on acid. When you did like the first... Like Hot Lips when, Right. <laughs> when you did the first Artie book, did you feel like, uh, you know, during the second Artie book, did you feel like... Oh man, he was holding back in the first book, or there were things that he didn't want to put out yet, and then and then in Crash and Burn, just like all right, let it all out. Well, he was just lying during the first book. Not, the first about, book, the, not <laughs> about the story. Yeah, but, but about the drugs and how much he was doing and this. Exactly. And that. Right. He was just like. And did that? Did you have an ethical problem with that at all? Well, no, because the stories were the, what the stories were. But he was just secretly using heroin the whole time. Oh man! And then he crashed and burned and now, uh, and then he just came clean about you know like all the times he was like using on the show and oh, and yeah, the two man. years i remember I, I haven't listened to stern in years but uh i i was listening every day back when Artie was nodding off and it yeah. was it was like so obvious but no yeah. one no one but, wanted to confront it but when he pulled that when he pulled that whole thing did you mean him he's like ah, i'm sorry i've been lying here listen man I, you know, yeah, you know, you know I had to protect my family yeah, you know, I'm trying to work in the business yeah. My mom listens to the show The great thing about show business is uh, Second chances <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean he you know, he was like he's like Ant. I mean, yeah, no, I know. You so, might have you might have noticed hey, and I was Ant. like 
Hey, so when you're writing, yeah. gave me a nickname. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. So, so when you're writing the second book, are you wondering like if he's being truthful or not? No, no, he definitely truthful. was because I mean he was talking about like you know stabbing himself in the stomach yeah, nine man. times and drinking bleach. Fucked like up. I'm, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was totally truthful. And then I went to Paris with him, and he fell off the wagon. And uh, you went to Paris with Artie Lang? <laughs> yeah, it's in Crash and Burn. Bra- to, uh, Bra- to see Springsteen on the Fourth of July is the fucking oh, best. Man. Was that like somebody <laughs> fucking this, awesome? This is the most Jersey reason to visit Paris. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go see Paris with my yeah, fiance exactly. yeah, to fuck, see Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like Benji's bachelor party or yeah. something. Yeah. What the fuck, 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 fuck the Eiffel Tower or the Rhine? Springsteen's playing him in. Disney Amphitheater. Yeah, he would be like seeing the sights, and it was just like a bunch of you know drools running. Stupid. Nice. <laughs> Stupid. Brad Weisenberger on the chat box saying Artie Lang nodding off is still funnier than Jackie Marlin. A hundred percent. Whoever that guy is, he's totally you right. Went to Paris with Artie Lang, you didn't take Tommy. Shut we up, you we, That was funny. We never met. I wrote I that. Know. That was funny. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> crap, not crap. The Misfits. Uh, not crap. Yeah, baby, going to Chicago to see them in two months. Sam Hain. Crap. Rush. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> See, now we get to the meat, meat and potatoes. Suck. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with not crap. Ooh, but being, being nice. Yeah. There's. Have a, you ever heard "Roll the Bones"? Yeah. I don't want to influence you. I don't want to influence you. Said right. not crap. Well, I, yeah, I know. Um, how many people are hearing this? Because seven thousand. You know, fucking crap. Crap. Russia's crap. That's right. Phil Collins. Total and utter crap. Why is he even on the list? Bad company. Mm. That's why they call me. Yeah. Uh, not crap. We wrote a song about our band. Uh, <laughs> Boston. Boston. Uh, I'm going to actually say not crap. Wow. That's sad. <laughs> I like the Smashing Pumpkins, remember. It's the That's same right. kind, kind of, of shit. similar. Yeah, I could see yeah, the connection. It's like a one person doing everything. The sma- Do you, uh, since you're a huge no, Smashing mean, Pumpkins I'm fan, not have huge, you fought? Relax. <laughs> relax. He goes. He goes, relax. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Do you, have you uh, kept up with the Pumpkins, listened to their online albums and all that stuff, or you just completely uh, tapped out? Those are utter crap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pink Floyd. Not crap. Playing in Pompeii tonight, I'd like to point out. And you're going there? I w- my friend Jake is going. Jake Rocksoft's there right now watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's a $3,000 like, plane ticket. Tommy, what version don't all these bands Floyd? eventually come to New York? Why are you chasing them? Everywhere? I'm not. Jake's there. He's yeah. in the fucking Coliseum in Pompeii right now watching fucking Tommy's doing a great bit where he's actually, uh, you know, going to work at different places. And just and right. this is the way to do it. You go to work. That's it, baby. And then you Rock walk out. into these, you know, happenstance. Just tag them on. Yeah. That's a great idea. Freebies, baby. Freebies. Uh, let's see a couple more. The Cure. I know they're one of your favorites. Not crap. So you grew up with The Cure. Were you like a goth kid? Uh, I was. Sorry. Were you? Yep. Dude, they were great at the garden last Did week. Did you have a Manhasset, awesome. Manhasset goth kid? One eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah eye. Look at that. What a loser. One <laughs> eye. <laughs> Did you have the one eye eyeliner? Eyeliner, uh, the one eye. I think that was more uh, Clockwork Orange. Did you get your? Uh, did you? No, have, no, no, no. I, did you go through a goth period and, w- and were the Guidos like ready to like beat you <laughs> up and stuff? You know? Okay, okay. Listen, it was more like a. It was like a skate punk there you go. with right. a slight goth overtone. I like so it. I wasn't like, you know, and also goth back then wasn't like you're not like Marilyn Manson. There was no fishnet bullshit. Right. It was basically just 
front an 242. asymmetrical haircut shaved and you know kind of like generally everyone in williamsburg now, now and i remember that period me a little bit it was like that rode a skateboard you know chucks and have you ever landed a trick boneless me no i mean i did like i could <laughs> do like happened, a jack oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i listen the cure is like one of my i know that a lot of people say did you crap, see them on the latest but, tour I went to the garden the other night, Tom. Yeah, I, lo- I yeah. love the. Well, how was it? Did you cry? <laughs> they were great. That boys night. don't cry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Number one answer. <laughs> All right, last one. Crap, not crap. We have to move on. We have a Ryan game. We have news to get to. We have uh, about uh, twenty minutes to do all of it. Hey, sorry, Van Halen. <sighs> not crap. Not crap. There's crap. Not crap. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely doing. That's right. Right. Anthony That's Boza. All right, stop applauding. Let's power through. All right, what's next, guys? The news. The news. Here's Tommy Rockstar with the news. Everybody. Here's Tommy Rockstar with the abbreviated news. John Hulahan is God. John Hulahan is God. John Hulahan Oh, my is God. God. <laughs> and now breaking news with Tommy Botstar. All right, Tommy, what's, the, what's in the news? <clears throat> what is in the news? Non-breaking news. Tommy Rockstar. All right, guys, a lot of news, a lot of news. Let's see. In the wake of the nation's escalating racial violence, the most shocking story yet to co- is to come out of Reno, Nevada, as police there said they shot a man who tried to run over an officer as he attempted to drive into a crowded chicken wing festival. He just wanted to watch him die. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. Fucking I get awesome. things. I understand <laughs> jokes. That was good. The... Uh, <laughs> The, the 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 foul incident became. Uh, he thrust his fist against a post and still <laughs> The foul incident began around 1:30 p.m. last Sunday when police tried to uh, make a traffic stop of, of a silver minivan near downtown, <laughs> according to Washoe County Sheriff Officer Mike DeBlisi. Uh, the mi- oh, <laughs> the oh, minivan. The minivan tried to get past the barricade in front of the annual quote. That's our news guy, Mike, <laughs> Mike DeBlis, biggest little chicken wing fest. The delivery is not uh, really smooth. No, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> then sur- swerved towards police officers who were on foot. The officer then shot the man, who then crashed into a fried chicken vendor, sending chicken flying everywhere. Right. My Delicious. dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> the suspect, who has not yet been identified, was taken to a nearby hospital where he died. Anybody know this guy? Wow. Wow. That's the punchline. Yeah, dude. I know officers are bystanders, Ranger. (laughs) Jesus. Witnesses reported hearing multiple Winging it. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. And seeing officers trying to cut the van off. Wingfest is an annual chicken wing cook off, a three day event that features 25 wing cookers and a free concert that draws 80,000 people. I need to go there. Guns N' Roses. Who plays that show? Oh, if there's a hell of a show. You know, the, the funniest thing is the birds, is somebody's hobby, like <laughs> the eagles cooking, <laughs> cooking wings. And like, the, you know, the guy's wife is yelling at him before he leaves the house. How he has, he's like, this is my one thing I have. I want to go cook wings. Leave me alone. I'm working on something. I'm working on something out here. <laughs> I'm glad you could diffuse the uh, racial tension that's, that's going on in story. with this one story, Tommy. Yeah, right. All so you good. do is sit in that garage and do your pocket. I'm working on something out here. <laughs> I'm working on something. Sounds a little too personal, John Hulet. Uh This is a, this is a more less funny story, but pretty cool nonetheless. Really? The first one was funny? <laughs> <laughs> 
over the course of, the, of his 17-year career, artist Sufjan Stevens has released seven studio albums, including one of last year's this best. Is, this is the funniest story. Is that the, the guitarist for the Billy Idol? <laughs> no. But, but apparently his eighth album... Steve Stevens. Oh, sorry. His eighth album could exist, and one lucky fan might have just found it in a New York City dumpster. Quote, I used to work next door to Sufjan's studio in Brooklyn. An anonymous poster stated on Reddit this week, adding, One day, while he was renovating the place, he threw out a bunch of stuff into his building's dumpster. As I rummaged through his trash, I salvaged this recording. As far as I know, I don't think it's ever been released. What, uh, what the flustered fan discovered was a nondescript CD-ROM, complete with jewel case and black and white artwork entitled Stalker, the definitive album by Sufjan Stevens. Text inside indicated that the material was originally supposed to come out in 1998, but never did. Taking a cue from its title, the album's 14 songs seem to echo some pretty creepy stalker thoughts. Some with titles like, I know where your kids go to school. Oh, boy. Uh, Come into getcha and no more Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, a representative My favorite Alice Cooper song. Uh, d- d- we used to know the guy who was in the video for No More Mr. No, not No More. Uh, hey, Stupid. Remember the song Hey, Stupid by yes. Alice Cooper? And this guy uh, used to come into the bar. And then he thought he was hot chick because he was in, he was the guy in the Hey Stupid video, and the the entire time he was in the bar, everyone's just like Hey Stupid, Hey Stupid. <laughs> and we just mean? broke this guy's balls all day. He never came back. A representative from Asthmatic Kitty, Sufjans, Tommy comes back every week. Sufjan's <laughs> <laughs> label chimed in on Reddit and couldn't confirm or deny, merely telling the original poster, "Quote: You have received a special gift." What's his label? Any records at all? <laughs> doc- <laughs> exactly. You're hearing something only a few have heard. So that's pretty rare to find like a. A major star's uh, album in the dumpster. Back to Suffragin Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Who's the major actor? I don't know who this dude is. Suffragin Stevens. You don't know who? I'm an idiot. Pat likes him. Soup John Stevens? Yeah, Soup John Stevens. Soup John Stevens. Soup John Stevens. Soup John Stevens played bass in Bon Jovi. My least favorite Beach Boys album. Bon Jovi. That's just not. That's just not his name. That's the name of his band. I wanna go home. Yeah, well, I just saw those guys. The by the way, they were pretty good. Those guys. I watched that video, man. That dude is out of control. It's a little bit of a train wreck, but yeah, you know. totally. When the other guy's singing fine, well, he tries to sing a song. It's a nightmare. That's like his neighbor. He brings on tour to sing the high. Listen, that we guy got, got hit. a hard out. All right, got, so that guy got hit in the head with a baseball bat twenty years ago. It's th- over. This is my last story. It's from Lakewoods, New Jersey. <clears throat> A minor league baseball team in New Jersey affiliated with the Philadelphia Phillies is so confident that cats and fly balls go together that they've invited fans to bring their cats to this weekend's game. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I've heard of Bark in the Park. What's this called? Well, this is different. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. yeah bring your cats outside. It'll be a great idea. <laughs> yes, apparently next Saturday is Catterday. This is called a meow. Catterday. This is called meow in the place nobody in the world wants to be. <laughs> when Lake, when the Lakewood Blue Claws in the outfield. Angels in the meow field. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the point of the show where we all try to come up with a pun. Yeah, <laughs> you get punny. Apparently next Saturday is Catterday when the Lakewood Blue Claws Jeez. play the West Virginia Power in Lakewood, New Jersey. <laughs> On that, the West Apparently. Virginia power. <laughs> the players. Yeah. You know what? You did. Did you write that? Did, did you write next I, Saturday as Saturday, I or did. did you fucking like copy I that copied from Yahoo News? I, I, I worked it a little bit. The the players were are, are slated <laughs> Work to work this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the players are slated to wear special jerseys that feature dozens of orange, black, and gray cats' faces on them. The jer- the jerseys will be then auctioned off to the team's charity, which supports over thirty five local nonprofit organizations. Said group director of sales. Kevin 
Fenster Mentor. Yo, Kev. <laughs> Not a Yo, real Kev. name. <laughs> that is a real name. I don't believe it. Who uh, said mousetrap? <laughs> who pointed out that the El Paso Chihuahuas, who similarly, <laughs> <laughs> who similarly did a jersey Wait a promotion. second. <laughs> That's racist. None of this story is real. <laughs> Google that shit, dude. No, shit, that, is, that is a racist, oh, racist okay. name. El Paso Chihuahuas? That's racist. a racist drop. Uh, that the El Paso Chihuahuas, who did a similar jersey promotion with a dog's face on the front, and then also the Eugene Emeralds, who did a Portlandia jersey hit uh, for the hit comedy show on, on Comedy Central. There's, a, there's nothing left in the team names. Like, what's left? I don't know. A rock Emerald? <laughs> all, the, all the animals are taken. The Cyclones exactly. are doing uh, the Full House jerseys, the auction. Fenster Menster added... <laughs> Fenster Menster... <laughs> Is my favorite band in Lemoore's East in, in 1986. Added that some <laughs> some people might have might have done a dog promotion before, but this is the first cat jersey I can recall, and it's going to be huge. Uh, that said, local authorities are a bit concerned about the throngs of attendees shuffling in <laughs> with it with their feline friends. Adding that the stadium is not equipped with ample litter boxes to accommodate the masses of cats expected to attend the event next week. Listen, Dogs can hold it in. Cats crap too. <laughs> cat not crap. Cat not crap. <laughs> Hashtag cat's crap too. Uh, well, there, there's one more story, and uh, that's the news. Oh, fuck's sake. By the way, that's the news. Um, yeah. Uh, I love it. The cats are going to show up and just be completely indifferent to the game like they are to everything Thank else. Thank you, Tommy. My cat's been going crazy lately. I don't know what the fuck's up with her. Some I come heat. in the house. She's a cat. She's She's. Follow me around. She. Uh, I have the air conditioner Let's on. Let's move on with the game. Oh, I want to hear about... It's 100 degrees, and the cat follows me in, and I close the door, and she wants to get out, <coughs> and I have to get back up, and the cat's trying to nuzzle me, and it's hot. Nuzzle. She's nuzzle, dude. Uh, do you guys mind if I read something? Yes, go ahead. I just got texted. Of course. Uh, my yeah. cousin, uh, Dr. Anthony Anthony Napolitano. A doctor. Oh. oh, yeah. Eye surgeon, uh, Howard Beach. Now, that's Italian. <laughs> yeah, very Italian. Um, he just texted me. It's uh, connected. A, we understand. A bunch of texts. I'm just going to read them. Please. The one, this one's in all caps. Rush is not crap. Uh, <laughs> fucking Boston. I'm going to smash a pumpkin on your fucking face. Oh! <laughs> and, the, and the best one, the best one, fucking Mario raps better than Boston. Oh! <laughs> there you go, cuz. Thanks my for friends listening. The scales, my friends the scallions. as well. That's okay, because I'm Italian. There you go. Hair is greasy. Those are sleazy. Don't like it hard. Like <laughs> Yeah, he's probably right. Goosh, goosh, cuz. Goosh, goosh. Nice news, Tommy. Thank Good you job, Tommy. Thanks, Thanks Tommy. Tommy. You make me forget the real problems Let's in the world. move on. We have 15 minutes. Uh, the Ryan game. 15 Ryan minutes game. of the Ryan game. Ryan game. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Am I keeping score? We're going to play a quick uh, trivia game. I didn't tell you about that. Anthony, nope, and uh, we don't know what it's going to be. Ryan, every week, comes up with a game. We have no idea what it's going to be. And Ryan gonna, works very hard on this. We have no idea what it's going to be. And now... From a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play The Ryan Game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Oh, Here's your host, Ryan Collison. Yeah. Let's move on with the game. Thanks, motherfuckers. You I love that he says, let's move prepared? on with the game. With it. All right, Ryan. Every week, Ryan comes up with the game for us, and uh, what's we the game this week, Ryan? We, we don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't know. What it is. I'll just keep saying that over and over. <laughs> we have no idea what it is. Everybody. The name of this game is the first five seconds. Oh, mm-hmm. this you want is me to where keep score. Sure. Yes. All right. This is, is that where, like just the tip? 
<laughs> we should play that too. It's time for Just the Tip with Ryan Collison. All right. Registered sex offender Ryan Collison. His wife came up with the idea. Just the tip. Just the bell end. First five seconds. Bell ends. Uh, we are getting arrested. <laughs> I'm getting a little drunker here. Yeah. 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 That's when you keep drinking. Let's I'm move keeping on score. It's all right. Let's go. All right. So uh, I'm going to play the first five seconds of a song. You got to tell me. I'm good at this. You got to name oh. the song and you got to name the artist. So Just scream it out when we know it? Or we're going to go round and round? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, what? Let's Which one? Where you scream it out. Buzzer. All right. Yeah, here. All right. Here's the first one. Am I up? I'm up. Ready? Uh. No. Nope. Turn this up. There you go. All right. All right. Here we go. What is the first five seconds of this song? It's Badfinger. Nights in West End. Uh, oh, Hotel California. No, no. Mario. You're, you're making Anthony's is headphones there any explode. Is way to mute anyone else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario keeps screaming to I'm the mic. I'm excited. I have his microphone all the way down. He's still uh, loud as hell. Hotel California. How's that? Not even close. Mm. Um... <laughs> Is it like uh Can you play it again? Silver chair. It's Pink Floyd. It it's Pink Floyd. I'll never die. Uh, Animals. I want to say my car by NRBQ, but it's not. Or it Queensryche. Like it. It's either Pink Floyd or Queensryche. <laughs> Anybody? Five, four, three, two. I got nothing. Chat box. What's up? Damn, I'm close. Uh, Silent City. Nope. No. Alice Cooper. Alice Carl Cooper. O only women. Only women bleed. Only uh, women chat bleed. box gets it. Uh, you cannot fuck with Colin Reed. He knows wow. everything. Damn. Around. Because you stole it. gonna ever keep me down. Good job, Colin. Colin has a point. Well, Frank Stallone. Put that down, yeah. Mario. Colin, got it. Stop talking. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Okay. Um. Uh. uh, uh, uh glass uh, onion. Uh, Beatles. Yeah. Wrong. What? Nice. Play it again, Sam. I can't. I just oh, um, um, Savoy Trouble. Right. Savoy Trouble. By who? By the Beatles. Beatles. It's George Harrison. Jam. Beatles. Beatles. You're the best. But you'll have to get them all pulled out for the Savoy Trouble. Truffle. <laughs> right, here comes the next one. You know that what you eat, you are. Rome by, oh, Rome by the Beatles. Rome by the Beatles. Tommy. Tommy. Damn, you guys are good. You're the best. All right, I got a point. Tommy has a point. Carlin has a point. Here's the next one. Got it. Motley uh, Crue. Motley Crue. Girls, Motley Crue. Girls, girls, girls. girls, girls. girls. Fuck. I'm going to give it to our guest. Yes. 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 Give it to our guest. Yeah. It's not leader of the past. No. You're the best. Close, Mario. But no. Stay, yeah. Hey, Tommy, what Vince wear right there? Let's be total misogynist ass. Oh, when, when you were hanging out with Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's write a song that we played in strip clubs forever. When, when, exactly. when you hung out with Tommy Lee, did he put it? Ass cap. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Getting checks for doing shit. PMIs when I lost my shirt. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I checked my mail and I just got paid. Anthony, when you were hanging out with Tommy I Lee and living in his house, did he ever did he ever play you like he's like let's listen to some Motley Crue like put a record on? Never. Never. Did he ever play you his acoustic record to show you his real sensitive? Side? Did he Never. Did he DJ for Men you? of Mayhem? 
yes. He did, right? I, I, yes. That's when he was getting into that, and I introduced him to a lot of DJ friends um, and all that kind of stuff. He did, however, I don't think he'd be mad about this. Uh, One night, he did take the uh, fucking, like, the the doctor feel good you know umpteen million platinum plaque things mm-hmm. off the back of the bar put it on the bar and he might have put a pile of something right uh, yeah. we get Johnson it. and Johnson fill in the blanks at home <laughs> ladies and gentlemen like that wow and was like meet me he in just the made middle. it he just made a three See, what, foot what, what, yeah. what and you did I, it didn't I you I would smash those I would smash yeah. those and spin them man hearing these stories I want to do coke so bad right <laughs> now it's driving me nuts <laughs> don't do it don't well, do it, it come happens. to Nashville Jim Will a needle really track on one of these phony records? Take it from a man. It's a hypodermic needle on that record. Exactly. You drop a needle on that, and it turns out it's like Elvis's fucking 68 comeback or something. All right, Ryan. (laughs) All right, here's the next one. Here it comes. A Ballad of Billy the Kid by Billy Joel. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well wow. fucking. So Jesus insane. Christ. Well done. You are in done. love with Billy Joel. He loves him. You are in love with Billy Joel. <laughs> I hate him. He you comes up every single and I episode. Love him. <laughs> you should have done it's that. Crap, may, might crap. Be, it's might be. It's. Crap. It's. Ballad of, Ballad of Billy the Kid might be the top five uh, worst songs. Of Did all you time. just hear our guest not crap Billy Joel? Did you no. See that? Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he's from Long Island. So. Yeah, I have to. Well, that's okay. Oyster Bay, Long Island. Oyster Bay, Long Island. Came a kid with his six, six pack, pack in his hand. Oh, we have to go Somebody out. please do Down Easter, Alexa. That's <laughs> the most. Re- that's like the Al Pacino of Billy Joel. <laughs> it's so out of control, right? Like. It's like out of control. He's like, let's, let's write a. It was six weeks. See, let's write right? on exactly. Paris Island. Exactly. Let's write a song so about like clamming and how the clamors <laughs> jobs are going on. It's like the. the I remember four hundred years ago. I hate to use the word retarded. And I never use it anymore. But it's like retarded Bruce Springsteen. It is. I feel like he saw a Shakespeare play and then went home and wrote that. Right. It's like yeah. the delivery is so like what? Right. Where are you? <laughs> Not your usual. I'm on the down east. I tried to find uh, and young I'm man cruising instead. through Jeez. Long Island South. <laughs> 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 And I flip flop and flip flop and Let's move on with the game. I was a flip flop like my polo world. I guess I really brought up the Thank you, everyone. Yeah, you did. Sorry, I won't do that again. Deep seated. We'll put that can away. If anyone wants to tune in after the show, I'll be doing all the hits. All my stuff is there. Here's the next one. Okay. Uh, anthrax. Uh, anthrax, uh, bring the noise, public yeah. enemy. No. I got it. I got the song right. Tommy Gun the Clash? <laughs> Amazing, Mario. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking I love that song, but that's so right, not that. Again. <laughs> that's All right. really funny. Just dig him again. I have a thousand Mario, points. Who got the point? Uh, John, John did. I have like five. He's running away with it. You got Here three. We go. Here's so. the next one. I have four at least. Three, three. John. Three. Pay attention. Settle here's, down. Here's the next one. Oh, you suck, Ryan. You know that? Oh, the theme to the Twilight Zone. Zappa. I know. I got nothing. I'm not nothing. gonna give you. Wait, 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 wait. I know it is. It's it's. Mario, it haunts your youth. Time. Oh, time. but not but time. Pink Floyd. Pink no, Floyd. that's like no. Carlin Reed. 
Chat box has nothing. Carlin Reed says, dang. The sound I hear in my head when I have no thoughts. <laughs> my big empty head. Yes. Anthony, does it the sound does, of writer's block? Is is, is with, with with the constant pressure of writing uh, books at you know many books at many times? Uh, can you ever get some sleep? Do you ever have like a relaxing moment, or you're always like anxious? Well, I usually go down to a nice mellow tone like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to sleep YouTube videos like I do when I try to go to sleep? He talked to me during the break and he told me that he <laughs> masturbates furiously. Furiously. Ryan, whether whether in or out of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea, Ryan. What is it? What is Say this? what you will, it gets results. That is chat box. Chat yeah. box. They, they don't know either. Go, go, go. As bitches, they say, bitches brew. Uh, uh, bitches brew oh, Miles shit. Davis. Damn it. That's jazz. <sighs> we don't know anything about jazz. All right, here's the <laughs> Next one. Crap. My sweet lord, George Harrison. Yeah. Well. He knows all the Beatles stuff. You are a Beatle, Beatle man. No, not or really. I, I thought for a second it was Sister Golden Hair by America. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the weirdest song ever. <laughs> right? But it was like full exactly. strummy. Exactly. Like in, in like a yeah. major but when you, Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> things that ripped it off yeah, are, well, exactly. are more relevant to you. I'll take exactly. things that ripped exactly. off uh, George Harrison. For 500. For five <laughs> George Harrison got sued over that song. Harris Tron. He lost. My sweet lord. Here we go. Next one. Oh shit! Oh, replacements. Uh, someone take the wheel. Nope. Um, I any? Pl- it. I'll play it again. Play it again. Anywhere. Uh, um. Oh. No, that's uh, Portland. Right. By who? The replacements. The replacements. <laughs> I had the band. Congratulations, Mr. Walsh. John, give us a fag. Give us a fag. Here's another one. Oh, he's Right, um, uh, One Divine Hammer by the Breeders. Season of the Witch. Close enough. Wow. Divine Hammer. Really? Wow. Because you stole it. going to ever keep me down. I have three packs of cigarettes. They're all gone. What the hell did you guys do to me? I think we're I'm almost done here. You guys smoke a lot. Is it yeah. least, at least one Does more. Does smoke bother you? Nah. We don't care. Yeah. This guy really? lived with Tommy Lee for nine months. I, smoke <laughs> I, used, I mean, I used, ahead, Ryan. I used to smoke, so I'm, yeah, exactly. fucking, I'm in it. Exactly. He's, he's used to saying things like, dude, did you come on the door handle? Like, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Go ahead. Go, go, go. No, you can't wait. We have two minutes. We're <laughs> off the air. In the Let's do one more. Of Shush. Shush. Don't yeah. answer. Let's, you can't uh, move. Mario, be quiet. Here we go. <laughs> Say, say, say. Wow. Nice. Really? Very good. And And Michael Jackson. Jackson. Turns out we're all losers. It's me and Michael Jackson in the back of a pickup truck. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? The Doodle Town Pipers. The Snoodle. What is that? The Snoodle Time okay, Players. Wherever, whatever this is, I want to be inside that song right now. That song sounds incredible. Uh, uh, <laughs> one more time. That's, one more time. Octopus Garden. It, you guys, it's the Snickerdoodles. It's an alternate <laughs> version by the Beatles. Really? Yeah, Octopus Garden. All right. Well, thank you, Anthony, very much for joining thank us. You guys. Thank you, Ryan. Thank Woo. you, Tommy. Thank you, Pat Walsh. Thank Anthony, yeah, I want to hear the rest of that. Great job, man. I really appreciate you having on the show. That was my pleasure, boys. Fantastic. We'll Thanks see you all it. next week with AP Mike from The Best Show, Mike yeah. Lisk. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate Anthony, it, Anthony, you're the Thanks best, dude. Down, you guys you're are the, the best, best around. I'm yeah. a heat, a beat, a see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
We're getting cut off at 11.30. That's the stupidest only thing I've ever done. Hard out. <laughs> <laughs> Because the light was on.